you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. This week's episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. With Talkspace, therapy is as easy as sending your therapist a message. No commute, no leaving the office, no squeezing in an appointment during your lunch hour, and no judgments. To match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com forward slash zone and use the code zone to get $45 off your first month and show your support for the show. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. Okay. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as K Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Let's start the show. Twitter tweeting my soon-to-be ex-husband and following him. So what's up, GM? I got nothing. I have nothing against Eric at all. I'm gonna try my best to see if everybody can just get along, and you know, if not, I'm washing my hands. What did I say? No, you shut the god. You I don't know, know why the glass breaking what? was the funniest part. Oh, yeah. Context, texture, and tone always make everything better, right? <laughs> you know, even in moments when we think that we have sunk lower than you can go, lower than low, you still can find a diamond in the rough. And in this here case, what we found was the oration of Jennifer Williams Jennifer. when she said... Why are you on Twitter tweeting? And then there are other words that follow. But let's just stop right there. <laughs> Sometimes you have to <laughs> press reset. <laughs> okay. You have to press reset Follow on people's space occupation in oh. your life. You have to do that. You have to ask why people are there doing what they're doing. And Jennifer didn't even realize, because let's be clear, Jennifer doesn't even have real eyes. So she definitely didn't realize what she was saying. However, okay, well, he's not she spoke me a word. And so this week's hashtag is why are you on Twitter tweeting? <laughs> Use it as you see fit and apply it to other relationships in your life. And ask people why, what are they doing there? Why are they doing it there? Just what and why? You have to do that sometimes. And Jennifer, I thank you. For your foresight through context. 
colored context to know that that was a wise utterance to make. And with that being said, and most importantly (laughs) understood, I would like to take this here opportunity to welcome everybody to the friend zone, which is your weekly look into all things, mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because when you really think about it at the end of the day, like Nefertiria Pugh would say, who in the hell wants a musty brain? I know it's not me. I know it's not you. I know it ain't either one of y'all. You neither. So welcome, everyone. Hey, friend. Hey, Dustin. I don't know why you sing the the why. <laughs> Dustin tweeted this week, why is Bo Vicky? Not who, but why. why. I meant that from my soul, I from my hear spirit you. and my soul. The thing about your tweets is I can hear them. So. <laughs> I just, whoa, Vicky, you know, I just... I've I've never understood uh, the lack of purpose. Right. More, I, I like it's just it is completely a baffling thing to see her. It's even more baffling to hear her. And She's I just online though. I don't get it. I would just like to thank the Lord that Woe Vicky does not really come across my anything. So when I see you complain about her, I just think about like thank you for protecting me. She yeah, talks about her way. top teeth and her nostrils. I it's just a it's too much. It's too fucking much <laughs> for me. Much. Period. Did y'all see the um Rico Nasty, remember I was telling y'all, I think she's so yes. cute. So she's dropping a new project. Did you see the cover? No. Uh, it is it smells so nasty in her baby hairs. <laughs> oh, I'm trying that's to look cute. It's super cute. So I think her project's going to be good. I'm Shout excited out to Rico Nasty. She's also she on the cover of Fader. Dope. Oh, really? Right? I'm Dope. Like, girl, she is she's out the gate moves. killing it. Yeah, but I'm trying to look for the picture because you guys got to see. But anyways... This is uh, different for us because usually we ask about our weekends, but we're recording two episodes <laughs> in one so week. So what y'all niggas do yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> How was your Wednesday? Okay. <laughs> today is Thirsty Thursday, y'all. We just skipped a day and did next week's episode today because, you know, we had to. Right? Our schedules conflict. and we have Duty to. Calls. Oh, wait. Look. This is the picture. Oh, I love it. I love it. Isn't that cool? Oh, Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Genius. And shout out to her finger waves, too. I love finger waves. That's the full cover. She's so cute. But anyways, all right. So, how was your Wednesday? (laughs) (laughs) Well, everybody knows my Wednesday was lit as fuck. Yes, If I were a rapper, returned to New York City with rave reviews. Everybody that came out enjoyed themselves. Shout out to Dustin for doing his fucking thing. You were funny. Amazing. Mr. City Guy himself was up there battling it out. I did that to pay homage to the City Girls from the 305. Ghetto booties, pretty face, and thick thighs. Yes. (laughs) Let's continue to listen to the City Girls mixtape, period. And Weezy. And shout out to Miss Weezy, a.k.a. her rapper name was Suck It Slow. Okay. Who decided to get too wasted, but her team, they still won it for her. So shout out to her teammates, Hoops and and Lil Lisp. They, uh, Yo, her I don't, <laughs> Hoops was the one with the glasses Yes She, <laughs> she had me rolling First She's of like, Fred is here, Fred is here And she, got up and She ran. left the stage <laughs> Her guys. shoes was smoking When she, when she was when she, It was like <laughs> Like it was, she burnt rubber a little bit coming to you Asante shouted me out I don't know, I guess you saw me when I walked in Yeah, I was like I was, like, I was a team, team, team okay. bit late And I walk in, sit down And I purposely sat like far up top mm. in the corner You was low And then, you know And then um, she, you <laughs> mentioned it And she literally leaves the stage and runs 
down the aisle. I mean, aisle. literally, literally <laughs> bolted. And then, and then said, like, I don't even got to play no more. And I was like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but it was so good. You did an amazing job. Thank you very, very much. The biggest part is always the audience participation because it's like a transfer of energy, right? Yes. And they were so funny. Yes, the audience was super, super invested. So that means it was a great time. And DJ Milan. Oh, shout out to Miss Milan for spinning her ass off and keeping everybody on their feet all night. Her I think energy. that was the best part. That's what she makes... was fucking amazing. Right? Yes. Her energy That's what makes so if good. I were a rapper, if I were a rapper, you know, being able to throw them jams in there and, mm-hmm, and watching the audience response. And then the fact that she just was able to mix on the money. Yeah. Like I said, I need you to do Gucci. It's, and she said, Psst, got it. And she just was pulling the crates out right then and there. I was literally watching her do it live. I was like, this it is amazing. This She's is bomb. And then dancing. She yes. was dancing right there with the girls She was too. dancing. I had my dancers on deck. You know, the fly girls were out. So... It was just a great affair. I can't wait to do more. Super cute. Why can't do the routine we prepared, me and the girls? Y'all had a routine? <laughs> no, I'm just oh, playing. I was so mad. Yo, but Dustin killed the first game was called Rhyme in the Blank. Mm-hmm. And you had to rap over a, that was fun. <laughs> you had to rap over a beat with a, the nursery rhyme. And he was doing anything you could do, I could do better. <laughs> over uh Chun Lee. Yeah. And he was killing it. That was fun. That was funny as I hell. I low-key didn't think you were going to start on time. So I thought <laughs> that I would be all right. <laughs> so when I heard, when I was walked in and heard you already on stage, I was like, no. Well, for the, well, for the listeners, you know, I knew it was on a Wednesday and y'all had to work. Because there were a couple of my friends there. They were like, yeah, I got to work and I'm drunk right now. And I said, well, <laughs> well, get another glass of wine and we about to start. And they literally did. And they said, I was drunk by the end of your show. But I do still have time to drink a one. And I said, all right, we can't do it here. We, you know, we got to kick everybody out. So bye. Great job. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Ready for the next city. Thank you very much. Well, you know, I want to be like a a New York City staple. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I want to go everywhere, but I just want it to be something like fun and black. You know, you can come out every week and it's going to be like a new round of games and media or something like that. Yeah. That way people can be like, oh, are you going back to if I were a rapper? Yeah, I got to take that bitch my crown back or something like that. Because the fact that at the very end, the freestyle. Cipher, so then people are like, yeah, you know, I met this bitch freestyle. If I were a rapper, and then I sh- you had some special guests in the audience too. <sighs> I don't want to do that. I don't want to embarrass nobody. Why? Because She's probably be happy if we send her some love. Shout out to Chica who came out. Um, those of you that know her, her social media is Arenica. Arenica, yeah. Yes, um, she's been killing the game, freestyling all over your social media. Uh, covering all sorts of social issues, shit that y'all really need to know. And for those of you that see her and you think, oh, she's not going to make it because of her look, shut the fuck up. We're not adopting that no more. Who said that? Right? <laughs> she was tweeting about that, like oh, that sort of thing. That? Yeah, well, I don't think it's like a consistent thing, but I think, you know, every now and then you will meet somebody, like, you know, on a completely different side of the scale, like a Marlon Egg, where she met somebody who's like, oh, you know, your look, you need to do a little bit more of this. Right. You know, like, you don't need anybody to tell you what you need to do. Like, clearly she's doing the right things, and that's why everybody's praising her. They're not. She don't need nobody to come along and say, oh, well, you know, you're not going to make it unless you do this. Right. Don't no, tell her that cool if you ain't in no— She was really nice to me. Hell yeah, she's yeah. dope as hell. So I just wanted to shout her out, and I wanted to say that because, you know, we had several thousand moments in that one. <laughs> and, you know, when I meet people like that, they're special to me. So right. just can't wait for her to kill it some more. Cute. But yes, how else was your Wednesday? What else did you do? My Wednesday was actually really cute. I spent it with Jade and Crystal. Oh, uh, <laughs> and that means it was funny, it too. Was 
was so funny. We literally, it felt like high school. We roamed around the St. Mark's area because... <laughs> like y'all were some little young girls. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> like little today. emo goths, right? No, we um we went and got lunch, and then I wanted to get some new piercings, and they came with me. Oh, what you get pierced? What you no. get pierced? <laughs> Nothing. No, I'm ah. no, just um, I added to the piercings in my ears. Um, yes, and it looks yes, so bad. They do. do. It's so cute. Came through dripping. Drip, drip. 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 <laughs> hey, I looked. You hear me? I was about to be. I looked cute. <laughs> I mean, shoe fits. No. <laughs> well, 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 well. I guess we'll come back to that. I meant to say it looked super cute, so I was happy about it. We ended up getting cool as hell with the piercer, of course, between the three of us. <laughs> we were chilling with him in there. He had already finished. Drake, Jay was probably making drinks and shit in the back. You know. <laughs> But we had a little fun and just roamed. It was nice because we don't really get to chill like yeah. that. Everybody's schedule is kind of different. So it was one of those random things where I was like, y'all want to be downtown? Y'all want to roll? And they were free. Down to do it. Uh, Crystal and Jay got hella blasted and then they had to go record. So this week's Reed and this week's Jade and XD are going to be very, very good. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Or rather last week because right. by the time y'all hear this, it already happened. So but yeah, weird. so that was my Wednesday. And then of course, going to If I Were a Rapper and having fun with you guys. You guys are so good. Thank also, um, we will be in LA this weekend by the time you guys hear <laughs> June 16th. Right? The friendzonelive.com. Make sure you grab your tickets if you haven't already. That's right. I want to see you. That means if you're listening to this and it's Wednesday, I'm already in L.A., so I better bump into your ass and I'm going to harass your ass so and tell jealous. you that you better be there on Saturday. I'm jealous. Oh, I'm <laughs> jealous. Um, y'all ready to jump into this week's show? Certainly. Let's do it. So on last week's episode titled Yelp Review Them... We discussed. Uh, uh, that nigga. <laughs> that nigga. We discussed whether you know someone that may have put you through some things. If someone were to ask you about them later on in life, would you tell people what you've been through with them, or would you let that person live? Especially if it were to come to maybe it being career based, someone uh, considering giving them an opportunity or something with their art, creativity, maybe even a new relationship. And as always, a lot of you had a lot to say. So who stood out to you, Asante? Uh, there are a couple of people I wanted to shout out. Uh, the first person goes to Nicole. Uh, this email subject is fear in our power. She wants to respond to the listener letter. The letter, it was reminding her of a quote from Marion Williams, by the way. Ooh. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. And that was very, very dope because I do think that that's where the person was coming from. And that's something that they needed to hear. I just could not get to that. Right. Because they just, I mean, that's why I was just like, keep working. Because, you know, I don't want you to get in the habit of thinking like, oh, I got this. You can skip lessons. But, you know, you know that you got it. Just keep doing that. Um, and I, I love that quote, by the way. Right. That was just a really uh, great way to put it. And I also wanted to shout out, well, I don't know if I should say their name now that I'm looking at it. No, nah, it don't matter. You wrote into this part of the show. I also want to shout out Jessica. It says Yelp reviewing niggas. She said this episode <laughs> resonated a tad too much with me. When friends spoke about the situation where her ex someone asking a professional opinion, I gasped. A similar issue was asked with my opinion with my ex. And I wanted to give that one-star Yelp review, but I didn't. <laughs> I just said, eh, I haven't talked to her recently, which was a lie. And she cursed me out a few weeks ago because she was disinvited to a mutual friend's wedding. But I digress. How would that make me look? Like a bitter ex? Did I want her back? Uh, no, absolutely not. I am not the same person, so why would she still be the same? Professionally, she was the shit. 
But that was also the problem that led to our breakup. I was uninterested in her professional life and started to resent it and so on and so forth. She's engaged and soon to be married again, which I don't know why people have told me this, but whatever. I just hope that she can find a balance in her work and personal life or the new John is understanding and interested and the two can intertwine. We all change and we all grow and I have definitely done the work. I'm glad for the experiences, good and bad, except initially when I wanted to run my truck through the garage and for for her to fall through the master bedroom floor from above, I'm now able to see and verbalize my feelings without coming across as spiteful or angry. Eh, most of the time. Thank you, guys. And I just thought that that was very funny because it seems like you do still got a couple of things in there that you need to work out with that. <laughs> but, it, you know, you do still walk a very fine line when you are giving those reviews. And right. so it is going to be on a case-by-case basis, however you want to handle it. Anyway, what did you find in the SoundCloud streets, friend? Um, so, let's see. Miss Jen on SoundCloud sweat, sweat. Whoa, <laughs> where am I at? Just one of them days. <laughs> She said, hey, I don't know if you can get this to the person from the asking for a friend question, but if you can, tell them they should check out EngineEars.org. Kendrick Lamar's engineer, mixed by Ali, started it to connect artists and engineers. I thought about this after you guys said that they can be talented but never find find a good artist. Hopefully this can help. It's also a black business, by the way. So that's knocking out two birds and one stone. Yes. Right? So I thought that was cool. That was nice and helpful in case um, the artist... They were an artist, right? It had to do with music. Yeah. he said. Well, he, I know he said he was working in music. I don't know if he was an artist or a producer or Right, because I don't think they specified, like, what right. in music. But either way, I'm sure that this website could be helpful. Um, and also, Anna Sumner on SoundCloud said, A former coworker returned for an interview at my job, and the new manager asked me about her. The way she left the first time was wildly dramatic. She wrote a long, wig-snatching, pot-stirring goodbye email that left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths, to the point that we had to call a staff meeting simply to clear the air. Needless, needless to say, sis ain't coming back. So, Damn. one star Yelp review, according to Anna Sumner. Be what like ab- that. <laughs> what about you, Dustin? What'd you find in the Twitter streets? Uh, <laughs> I want to give a shout out to uh, CC Gorgeous at Killa underscore underscore can, C-A-N, who said that Karen Huger from the Real Housewives of Potomac dresses like Angela Winbush sounds, if that makes sense. <laughs> and it made perfect sense. <laughs> and I laughed. <laughs> Um, I also would like to give <laughs> just one of them days. <laughs> just one of them days. Okay, I also want to give a shout out to I am Kristan B, who tweeted, "You know you're a fan of Friends on Pie when the first person you think of is look at Dustin when this comes up on your Twitter feed." The Twitter feed that came up, well, the thread, excuse me, that came up on his Twitter feed deserves a shout out of its own. So I want to give a shout out to at Kiss My Snap, who tweeted a thread of iconic reality TV arguments slash fights. And I mean, there's everything here from the clip that we played at the opening to Sheree versus Marlo in Africa to Boots versus Monique on Charm School, to Karen and Natalie on Mob Wives, <laughs> to Nene uh, Leaks and Latoya Jackson on that show that we won't name anymore, to, um, yeah, Flat Safari versus H-Town on Flavor of Love. I mean, all of the iconic reality TV fights are in this thread. So thank you for thinking of me. I want to give a huge shout-out to BET for hiring Mouse Jones. Yes. Oh. 
I also want to give a shout out to BET for tweeting that New Orleans Bounce makes its way to BET. Get ready for Bounce Etiquette with Big Frida. Third yes. Ward Bounce. So Big Frida has a project coming to BET called Bounce Etiquette. I'm going to tune in. Um, I also want to give a huge shout out to Clorox um, because <laughs> I tweeted a couple of days ago. Good morning, y'all. Take a Clorox wipe to your shoes today. Clean them up and watch our day get better. <laughs> right? Just an open-hearted sentiment, you know, from oh, me to the world. Clorox tweeted me back and said, putting your best foot forward. Clap emoji, clap emoji, clap emoji. <laughs> shoe emoji, three sparkle emoji. Oh, my God. That's so I just want to give a shout-out to Clorox because I love me some Clorox. It. You know, I'm clean. I'm that kind of black. <laughs> I love Clorox products and wipes and clean-up spray. Wait, you clean your shoes with Clorox? Clorox wipes. They the don't wipes. have bleach in them. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say they don't fuck your shoes up? No, it's just like a better version of Lysol wipes. <laughs> Mm. It's more wet and the pay the the uh, texture of the wipe is stronger mm. so it can withstand the New York City concrete that'll eat your <laughs> shoes alive. For real. So yeah, I use Clorox wipes on several things. Multi use, multi use, multi use, <laughs> multi use. I love Clorox wipes. A little multi purpose. You've seen Clorox wipes, wipes in my yes, home. Yes, I love they Clorox. Are staple in his I household. Yes. Keep them. Claude loves, like, he always has Clorox wipes Claude, see? in every room. I'm like, what should we wiping up in here? What better she company be to be in than Claude <laughs> Kelly and some Clorox wipes? <laughs> this is amazing, y'all. That's all I got. We can go and we leave. We get out the Twitter streets. <laughs> so y'all ready for this week's topic? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So it kind of is um, a tie into what I'm keep messing up the time frame. I'm like last week's, but it was two days ago. So we talked about well, the, last week for the listeners. For the yeah. listeners, right. The Yelp reviews. Um, and it reminded me of this uh excerpt in a book that I was reading. I've actually mentioned it on the show before. It's called Why Buddha Is True, The Science and Philosophy of Meditation and Enlightenment and by Robert Wright. You guys got to read it. It's super good. I know a lot of you listening have already checked it out when I mentioned it the first time. You hit me back like, yo, so good. Thank you. Maybe I will make that the book for our book club for, okay. two, for this month because I just think it's such a good book. How did the author spell his last name if you don't mind me asking? Robert Wright. That's W-R-I-G-H-T. Oh, what a missed opportunity. <laughs> you wrote a book. Oh, God. And your name is Robert Wright. It would have been so out cold to be W-R-I-T-E. That's probably his handle. Hear it. Go ahead, Fred. But he, in the book, he mentions an experiment where... And this was to test people and and how like their fears of how they're perceived. We gonna push somebody again? Oh my god, no! I'm not doing that okay. to y'all again. <laughs> this one girl on SoundCloud was like, "Friend, I can't with these documentaries." <laughs> she was like, okay. "You got me shook." Got anyway. me about the back one and the bad bitch. <laughs> oh yes. Got me fucked up. That'd be a dope mixtape. <laughs> Not that very many people wouldn't get it, but the ones that do get it. But you know what? That's get would get it. it. But not for nothing. That's how hip hop go. Bad bitch. Because you know all them niggas that had all like the little mafia names and all that shit, right? And then all the little rappers that's that have all the anime shit. From. Hell yeah! That's how we I'm do. telling you. Watch, don't be surprised if that's my album name. My EP. They need a Put female rapper named Sheila from um, Wild Wild Country. <laughs> Why ain't nobody been, everybody want to be Griselda Blanco and all these, you know what I'm saying? Why ain't nobody been Sheila? 
Go ahead, friend. <laughs> Somebody will do it. Um, so in the book, he was describing this experiment, right? Okay, stop. I'm sorry. So they put a bunch of people mm-hmm. in a room. This mm-hmm. is the control group. So they drew scar. They like cre- you know, um, like and pros- like the sci. Yes, prosthetic mm-hmm. scars. They created these big, like elaborate prosthetic scars on their faces. And then told them that the experiment was that they have to go outside and walk through the street and then report back on how people treated them. If they treated them differently, people were staring, report back like all the things that they said. So the the twist, though, is that when they were walking right before they were walking out, the makeup artist pretended that they were going to touch it up and they took it off. And the person, the people didn't know this. So they (laughs) leave thinking they're part of this experiment where they have this gruesome scar on their face, but it's actually nothing on their face. They're just walking through the street regularly. So when they came back, some of them were in tears. (laughs) Some of them were like emotional wrecks describing how... Why are you making that? Basically, it was all in their head. Exactly. And the, the experiment didn't tell them until after... Because he wanted them to be in the moment. And so he was like, what happened? Talk to us. So they all had the opportunity to go around in the circle and discuss. You know, one of them was like, it was just an awful feeling, you know, to to feel like that. Like people were judging you because of something you have no control over. And some people were crying and just really overwhelmed. And, you know, the the experimenter was like so stunned, you know, like how much you can create in your head. That's not real, but these people were physically affected. Like they were trembling, they were overwhelmed. Um, And when he finally told them what happened, you know, they were stunned. They were like, no, this is impossible. Like I saw the people's faces, like they swore and then they were confused that maybe they've been tricked again. Like maybe he's saying this and it didn't really happen and, you know, to confuse them. But they just could not fathom for not one moment that they had made all of this up. Wow. That all the people they had walked through the street past them had actually not been looking at a scar and not seen anything that they thought. And they were walking with Damn. this with this insecurity you know, even their posture was different. And they were like looking in people's faces, waiting for the people to look at them differently. And almost to the point that they were, were looking at them so hard that they created faces from the other people. They projected what they think the other people were ex- like feeling from walking past them. Isn't that something? Damn, that's deep. Very. I mean, deep. And so... <laughs> That blew my mind. I was like, this is fucking fascinating. I remember I tweeted about it. I tweeted about the experiment. And a lot of people were like, whoa, that's, you know, it makes you think about Mm -hmm. how much of your own Yelp reviews, (laughs) how much of, because we're, you know, on last week's episode, we discussed the reviews people might be Mm -hmm. discussing as far as us. But do you ever consider your, what you review yourself as? And not just from the stories of what you've been through, but let's be real. We're all human here. We've done some shit to other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? In different degrees, mm-hmm. um, different experiences we've been through. Remember, we had the Let the Story Go episode of things that have happened to you. All that mixed in a bag. And then you're literally walking through the world, <laughs> walking through the streets, meeting people, projecting what you think they think about you. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just found that so, like, yo, that experiment, like, blew my mind. So it got me thinking about the Yelp reviews in terms of you guys. Like, do you ever, when you think back to how you've treated people, do you think that ever affects you? Yes. And maybe your fear of, it's almost like you feel exposed, even though you're not. Because when I meet you, I don't know what you've done. I don't know what you've been through. So whatever our interaction is, is the first time for me. But some people walk through the world thinking that everyone knows all these things. You know what I mean? And mm. they and it changes how they talk to you. It changes how they approach you. How has that been? Is that something that you guys can relate to? Like, Obviously, in a more figurative way, because you didn't literally partake in this experiment. But just thinking about that in a figurative way, is there some way that you can relate that to your own experience where maybe you've projected <laughs> because of shit that you knew you've done, shit you know you've been through? I would have to say yes. Um, and I think that it it surfaces when you try to do like, okay, so like you do something that you're not so proud of, right? <laughs> right. And so you mature and you go on, or and it may even have been a short period of time ago, but you just decide to do things differently. But it's almost like it haunts you a little bit. Of course. You remember it, you remember that feeling, and you remember what it felt like to not be seen in the best light. And it's not a good feeling. And so it then affects like everything you do thereafter because you don't want to ever be xyz you're filling the blank of whatever that experience was again so you're constantly checking yourself and you're not even present in the situation because you're thinking about it it's occupying all of your thoughts right you know and it's affecting the way that you act the way that you engage with people because you have a heightened sensitivity or awareness to not wanting to associate yourself with that type of behavior so sometimes it can be it can be putting pressure on yourself you know, unfairly, it can be you always feeling like people see it all over you. Right. You know? Literally, yeah. like these people. You know, or whatever. Instead of you actually, like, resolving whatever the issue is etern internally, eternally. Well, that too, <laughs> that essentially. Too. Right. <laughs> but resolving it internally and then really accepting it for what it is and moving past it. You can't move past anything until you actually accept it. And that's where the real work is. Right. So, um, yes, this happens. It happens a lot. Never for me in, like, romantic situations, though. This is more in, like, other personal relationships. It has happened romantically where, like, especially because, you know, Dustin and I have been honest about our cheating ways. Mm -hmm. <laughs> where you cheated or, or and then... When you finally do fall for someone, you kind of get shook. Like, is that karma going to come smack me in the face? It you know, now it. that I'm like actually in it, you know, is this where I'm going to get hit for everything I've done? Damn. You see it come. It's it's never, it never looks the same. So right. it's always in a different way. It's always like, well, this is a part of this person who I have now fallen in love with. So now I got to deal with this shit. Maybe this is me paying on the back end for X, Y, Z. Right. You know what I'm True. saying? And it's not usually even a behavior or an action toward you from that person. It's literally just a part of their package. Right. It's like it could be, well, I'm not going to say that because that might offend some people, <laughs> but it could be something that is accompanying the person that you now have to deal with if you're going to deal with the person. Right. And maybe sometimes that's the manifestation of that karma you do sometimes have those thoughts whether they're valid you know if you should even be thinking that way or whatever i don't know but 
you know, you think about shit like that. Of course. Maybe this is payback for me. Fill in the blank. <laughs> for me, fill in the blank. And honestly, that's and that's why I mentioned. I remember I mentioned this like years ago. I forget which episode it was. We're like almost at 150 episodes, which is crazy to think about, right? Wow. Um, okay. Oh, and you know what? Shout out to our milestone, by the way. We surpassed 10 million listens on SoundCloud. Wow. Yay. Damn, shout, shout out, out to everybody us, listening. Shit right? Shit. Thank you guys for listening supporting us. Um, but what I was going to say, I remember saying once that hell is not like a place you go to, but it's an energy that you carry. Mm. And I remember my partner that I actually was referring to on last week's Yelp review, mm-hmm. um, he had done so much crazy shit that, you know, came out later after we had been together for a while. And I remember him saying that once we were like done and it was, you know, nothing really to look back at he was saying that he was fearful of moving on <laughs> and falling for someone else or getting into another relationship because he was like everything I've done like I'm gonna get fucking hurt mm. and the wild part is the next girl probably won't have any idea what he's done you know what I mean she's coming into it fresh face even though she asking me for a Yelp review I could have you know right. <laughs> but I didn't do all that you could have Yelped I could have Yelped <laughs> uh, which is why I think it's important that I didn't mm-hmm. because she needs to experience him through her eyes you know and, and how she's gonna learn him it might not be the same situation like I said last time but what's funny is he's creating his own hell you know what I mean? Karma to me is in this thing that we think is like a boomerang where like, I did this, so, so now yeah, someone's going to come back and do thing. it to me. No. no, it's you knowing. Yeah. That's it. That's the biggest hell. That's the biggest karma, in my opinion. Obviously, people have different um, ways of describing it and how they experience it and believe it to be true. But I think it's just the you knowing. It can even be something no one knows, but you're carrying it and walking through the world similar to the project. Uh, rather the experiment with the scar on your face that no one can actually see because it's not there, but in your head it is. So every facial expression, every tone, every movement, you're taking it as if it's a a reaction to everything that you've done. And that to me is karma. Was dealing with that silly ass girl in the first place that would (laughs) ask you that question in the first place. (laughs) She didn't ask me. She asked someone who knows me. In the first place. (laughs) Silly ass. (laughs) I didn't get mad all that shit. Silly. (laughs) Why would you do that? I'm so dead. But you know, so that to me is is karma. And I I thought about that because, you know, I have I haven't broken like a ton of hearts but you know there was a time which I've been honest about on this show where because of like the men I grew up around and seeing how they treated women I was like it ain't gonna be me mm-hmm. you know it's not gonna be me and so I took on their personalities so that I would what's the call like you strike first mm-hmm. you know I'm gonna strike first before anyone does I took on that mentality and I found it really fun it's <laughs> it was, safe it was safe and fun um, granted, a lot of people got hurt when I was in that phase. That's business. <laughs> That's, That's business. <laughs> you. Are- <laughs> That's just business. The game don't change. Nothing. The only thing that changes is the players. Not the game ain't change. But once I did fall for someone and I got my emotional ass beat. <laughs> It hurts. I was like, ooh, okay. This is why you don't treat people this way. 
at the time I thought it was karma. I was like, that's payback. I'm done. I fulfilled my karmic debt. <laughs> you know, I got my ass beat. Now the next person I'm with is going to be all good because I cleared that debt. No, yeah, right. it was not. And that's when I learned that's not how karma works because it's something I was carrying, you know, and then not only am I carrying it, you're coming into relations with people that are carrying their own shit. And then y'all are carrying all these bags together. You know what I mean? So it just makes you think. And this is why mental health conversations are so important because we can watch all the shows and laugh and crack up, which we do on this show because it's important to have a balance of all of it. Right. <laughs> but it's so important to be aware of the scars that you are you know, invisibly caring because it does change how you navigate spaces. And to think that these people in this experiment were crying, crying, they swore up and down, swore up and down that people were reacting to this and they could not believe it. The whole time they was just ugly. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> not this laugh. What do you think, Asante? You know, it's weird because, <laughs> because not at one point they didn't like walk into a mirror or nothing. They ain't like accidentally passed by like a window or something. You know, with experiments, no, they're know, very I know. I know, I know. strategic with how they place them. It just makes me think to myself, like, I'm always in my head anyway. Mm-hmm. So when the always the moments where I try to say, get the hell out of your head, are those moments where I'm thinking where I'm building too many other stories. Like when I'm at a restaurant and we're out to eat and I'm like sitting with you and then I start thinking about like, okay, like my waiter is taking too long or like it's been five minutes or like now that they are here, they didn't offer like what they needed to offer and they're not doing like, then I start becoming too invested in like whatever the fuck that is going on. Right. Then I have to like build this checks and balances system for myself. Like I'm building too many other stories. Like I need to focus on what's happening right here, which is just this dinner like here. That's real. So like I think about that in everything that I go through. Like when I was working on my project for If I Were a Rapper, like I had to stop every day. Like every time I said, all right, I'm gonna watch some music videos, see it inspire, and then I'm like start making my list. Then like it would just take like one email to take me out of all of that. Then I would just be like, oh my God, now I have to go build all over this. And then I just like, I get super sidetracked. And then I tell myself, this is me. Like I have to do all of this. So I think about relationships where I would get burned and I would be like, is this karma? I'd be like... (laughs) damn, it might be karma, but also it's really me. Like, I decided to stay and I decided to, like, I can never leave right. a relationship or something and be like, you did this to me. You Like, as annoying as it is that they did, I did that to my damn self. Right. And I always sit there. It takes and, two. Hell yeah. And that's why I always think about, like, dealing with other people on a romantic level and how that's something that I don't like even thinking about because I know that means now I have to consider how somebody else perceives stuff too. Like with friends, you now you're not supposed to do that, but I like accidentally do that and I've acknowledged that. But like in relationships, I feel like you are kind of supposed to do that. Like over time. Maybe not in the beginning so much, but like over time you need to kind of be able to know what your partner's perception is and how they see things too. And that's like a whole nother invisible cloak that I just don't want to like build. Which is why relationships are hard. As hell. Because it's a lot of like deciphering and processing and understanding. It's like, whoa, you really got to be in the headspace for it. Right. And the other question I asked on Twitter when I brought up this experiment was um, even like how much of your personality 
have you created because of these things? You know, like, let's say with the uh, introversion, a lot of people are introverts. Like, that's trendy. I'm introverted. I don't really like to be around a lot of people. I just stay home a lot. I mean, we say it all. Not you, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> I think Dustin's, like, the only yeah, not... Well, actually, shit, you be there, I was about to say, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm both... <laughs> I'm real yeah, both. I'm, I'm like think, real both. I think for the most part, the two of you are the least like of our friend group. Like I know me, Fury, Crystal. We yeah, just you, be you know home. y'all could y'all could definitely rather do without. That's why <laughs> I said I'm extreme both. Right. Because I love to go out and I think be Jade fly is and do all maybe that, somewhere in the middle. Maya's more like me. Cheska's more like y'all a little. So it's a range, but I also know that. Um, Introversion isn't what a lot of people think. A lot of people think like, oh, it's just that you don't like to be around people. I actually really like to be around people. I wouldn't call myself a social butterfly, but I know that I recharge and get my energy back by being alone. Like, I just need that. I can be around a ton of people, but at some point I need to recharge by spending some hours by myself. Can I please have a moment of silence? Right. It doesn't mean I'm socially awkward. But there are people who have become introverts because people have fucked with them so much. And they don't trust people. They've been through so much, whether it's with their families, people they've dated, maybe friends have fucked them over, that they're like, fuck people. And so they're like, I'm introverted. And now I'm like, are you sure? (laughs) That doesn't sound like, that doesn't sound like a personality type for you. That sounds like, a reaction, yeah. you know, or a symptom, like a symptom of what you've been through. And I think sometimes people aren't able to decipher which is which. Like for me, granted, I do keep to myself a lot because of how much I've been through. Sometimes it's just easier for me to be by myself. But I do like genuinely need to recharge by being by myself. Like I know, Dustin, you like parties, you like energy, people. Like that's yeah. how you recharge. It Absolutely. gives you inspiration. And so I know like that's a, a difference in our personalities. Yeah. It's not so much like what we've been through that have created that. Yeah. But I know there are people, and I know y'all know people like that, that are just like over humanity. <laughs> They're like, it's just safer to stay in my crib. Mm-hmm. Especially if you come from the hood. Sometimes it's like, it's literally safer to stay your ass in the crib, to stay out of trouble from maybe the friend group you grew up around that you're no longer like wanting to really be in the mix with because they're always with the shits. <laughs> well, it's a great way to work around this, though. You know what I mean? Like, you can Here take people in doses. True. Not so much like large crowds, but, you know, just like one-on-one activities. You know what oh, I'm saying? That you MG. really just... I knew it. I saw it in the street. You know, I'm just saying it's a way to, you know, get more comfortable because that's the, the goal, right? <laughs> to be comfortable around people, right? <laughs> so sometimes you just have to be your truest self. You know what I'm saying? Strip naked. You know, and then bring another person into the environment and, you know, encourage them to be that's that that vulnerable as well you know strip them naked too and then the two of you be there naked and really get comfortable with one another it's a great exercise a, well, a wellness segment the wellest exercise okay i think it's great no but i think but, <laughs> the yeah. wellest. do you think there are any parts of the personality that you are right now at this mm-hmm. point that have been created based on circumstance and not so much on your nature. Yep. 
which parts if you feel comfortable sharing? Um, even like being as social as I am now, you know what I mean? I wasn't always allowed to be as social as I am. So you think it's a response to being sheltered? Yeah, I think it's not necessarily because I would definitely wouldn't say that I was sheltered. But I would say that um, being having the the freedom to be able to be as social as I would like to, um, you know, I've always wanted to be that social. And so once I was able to determine that for myself, that's how it was. Mm. So I don't know if that necessarily is created because of circumstance. I think it was just um, it had a guaranteed seat. It wasn't flying <laughs> standby. You know what I'm saying? It had a guaranteed seat. Like once you become an adult, for sure you will be a social motherfucker right. because it's Got inside you. of you on fire. Okay. And so that's what happened. You know right. what I mean? So I think the determination <laughs> is birthed from that experience. <laughs> what about you? I've always, like, as a, a child, I was very shy. And um, I remember my mom always made me, um, she always, like, made me speak. She always made me do stuff. Like, when we go to the barbershop, she always made me speak up to all the guys in the barbershop. She'd always be like, all right, go speak to everybody. Da, da, da. Oh. And, like, she always, like, there's, like, you know, I'm little shit like that. you. That's so cute. So I'm thinking, like, because I'm so much like her, too, in the sense of she's always, like, catered to people or been very, like, warm and social, I've always had to, I've always think, I've always thought to, like, lead first with, um, you know, politeness or respect and stuff like that because of her and that. But I've always thought to myself, like, why can't I just not like why can't I just walk to the room and smile and we all smile and we all just be good and whoever wants to actually talk in small doses talk. But then it's it's always seen as very weird. So I always like read situations very oddly too, because I haven't had um I don't know, like you know how you have like very developmental conversations like this per se. Mm-hmm. I don't think I had a lot of those with my mom as far as like where that came from with her, but it's just like I innately became like her. And so I walk into these rooms and I I am so like out of going out of my way sometimes to speak to everybody in the damn room. Like automatically I'll, I'll be like, oh, let me just like, like somebody like, oh, this is my friend Asante. And I'll be like, hi. And I'll go talk to every damn body as opposed to being like, I've waved at everyone so I can just chill out now. Right. Like I don't know why I always think that I need to like go out of my way to do stuff now. Right. I don't see nothing wrong with it. No, not that there's anything wrong <laughs> with it. But I just Shit. always think about that being like. One of those conversations where, in a in a good way, that's good. But also, like, if I wanted to be an introvert some days and be like, all right, well, I'm not very social. Then someone's like, oh, he's just acting like he, you know, real shy today. It's like, well, I actually do have, like, my shy moment. So, like, why can't I just not really want to do a whole lot today? Right. Why but, can't I have all of it? And so because I think about those conversations, I'll have that conversation with myself internally, too. Like, as part of my checks and balances. Right. <laughs> And honestly, with me, the only one I could think of is really because I think I've worked out most things, but the relationship aspect, obviously, that's the one like I'm still <laughs> under construction <laughs> because, um, you know, I have like little triggers. And this is I'm sure people listening can relate where especially if you've gone through infidelities um, and, you know, I was also the one that did it, you know, was unfaithful a lot of times. So I know all the tricks. <laughs> I know. You was getting people back. <laughs> Shit. You know, I know all the tricks from back in the day. Um, So there are little triggers I have, like even 
you know, you hear someone's phone go off in the middle of the night. You know, like little things. Look, <laughs> look, they phone go off. So you're like, so I'll return the favor. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Wait, people, someone's phone going off. Little triggers like um, FaceTime's being declined mm-hmm. or when their phone is turned over. You know, like all the time. So there are little things like that that I became slightly obsessive over because A, I I had done that so I knew why it was happening and then B, when you're in relationships where someone's doing that, it becomes a thing where you start getting like paranoid, which is silly when I think back because I'm like, why did you stay in these relationships? You know, like, you, I put myself through this. But that's this, not always feels at the end, it. too. Well, yeah, because hindsight, 2020. <laughs> right. But I'm hoping now I'm like, friend, as soon as you feel that, get the fuck out. Like, right. what are you doing? Like, but sometimes you got to go through all that? that stuff so then when you get of to the end. Of course, because that you got to you gotta do it until you're tired of yourself, you mm. know, and then hopefully you're tired of yourself enough to never put yourself through that again. Um, but I know those are all little things because even with people that I'm not with, if I hear someone's phone, I feel it in my body. <laughs> It'll be right. like a friend, like, but it's the same alert sounds, you know? So I'll be mm-hmm. like, oh, girl, you really, it's like the trauma's like on a cellular level. We've talked about this like, as far as it being PTSD. Yeah. So, you know, and obviously these are not to make light of PTSD. These are like more subtle versions of it. But it's just so interesting how you can carry all these things. And then like the experiment, it changes how you navigate. And I don't want to imagine me start dating the poor dude just turned his phone over because maybe he just does that. I don't like have you it. You at the door with your suitcase. I'm like, that is it. And you're like, damn. I'm like, that's my mama and shit. She live on the West Coast. What's up? Like, yeah. And the bad habit I have too. I don't know if y'all are like this at all. And I mean, I'm growing out of it. I'm older now. I don't think I'm still in that space. But for a while, if I felt threatened, I would start fuckery. Like I would start texting people. I I used to call it my shelf. I'd have dudes on what I call a shelf, and they were my roster. The, in the black book, the roster. The roster. Yes. And so if the I, if the person that I really liked, like really wanted to be with, if I felt like they were with the shits, that's when I would like go home and be like, nah, I can't be 100% in this. And then I'd go on a date, you know, or go they start the texting roster. the other person. And it just made me feel safe. Like, I can't be fully hurt. And so I always had... Two or three other people that kind of like, you know, and it's so and, immature. In, in the wings. <laughs> I got one in the wings. Two and in the it wings. was awful even for them because they knew that. And they almost knew that about me. They were like, if I was texting them, they knew something <laughs> was up in my relationship. But they didn't what care. They did was now, friend. <laughs> <laughs> but they really didn't care. They were like, yo, whatever. Everyone if this is how. I can't. Like a villain, a brother, she can go in a man <laughs> and you know, a lot of dudes do that too. Y'all be having rosters because y'all scared to put your whole yep. heart in. Yep, you know, we all do it. It's immature. It's it's everything we do to avoid getting hurt. All the games we play, all yep. the things we have to create to stay safe. I don't want man insurance. I don't man insurance. I don't want to do none of that. And that's why, I like. This experiment was so interesting to me, you know, because of that. And even, like, with my parents, I've been open about it. Like, my dad having his double life that he was, like, you know, secretly with someone else. He chose them over our family. My mom and I have had hella issues with trust. 
So with me, when it comes to trust, like my trust was like in the garbage with people and feeling like people have my back. That's kind of my biggest wound. Like as a person, just feel like no one really has your back. And so I just don't want to carry that. You know, like I don't want to carry that. That's why mental health conversations, getting help, going to a therapist, talking to someone about all these stories. Obviously, these people in this experiment have these insecurities already beyond that experiment. You know, they need to talk to someone because the fact that there were a few of them that were like, yeah, nobody looked at me. You know, like they it, they weren't affected. But the ones that were like crying and shaking, like that is an alert system to a lot of scars that they clearly have not processed. And that is the importance of getting help, talking to someone you know, if you have that mother wound, that father wound, traumatized from men, women, whoever, whatever it is, you don't want to navigate the world thinking that everyone can see that because this is your own Yelp review. You're giving yourself one star and you think that everyone talking to you thinks that you're one star. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm That's laughing true. because I'm thinking about like, this is why... This is why it's so hard when you're in a relationship with somebody that's like really manipulative because people like that will give themselves five stars <laughs> when they don't deserve them. Because right. they're weak. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like... And sorry. <laughs> I'm just That's thinking why. about like like people that will like... Like nothing against cheating because, you know, I understand sometimes shit just be don't be going the way it's supposed to be going in a relationship. But like the people that will like have sex with like t- uh, they partner... And then whoever else they fucking in the same day, and it's kind of like, damn, that's a little fucked up. Like you gonna have like a little, like unless somebody's into that, I don't know. <laughs> but it's like those people don't walk around thinking about anything on their face. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they don't think about anybody noticing that they're doing some fuck shit. And I think to myself, like, damn. I just, just a, a side note, just something I was thinking about with that. No, sure, and they, there are tons of articles. Um, it's called the narcissist and empath dynamic. Mm. And what it is is that there are certain people that can smell the scars. They can sense them. And to be honest, I'm one of those people. As mm. soon as I talk to someone, within five you know what minutes, time it, is. it, it never fails. Certain certain people are able to sense subtle energies. I can sense all your childhood issues within like 10 minutes That's of having a conversation. That's why you always be picking at our scabs. Because, <laughs> but the thing is, you have a choice. If you have the and the thing is everyone can do it. It's just certain people actually like tap into it more. Mm-hmm. I can sense it and I can use it for good or use it for harm. In my when I was in the fucked up phase of my <laughs> life, I used it for harm because I would be able to make men feel really special and wanted. And what I would do was I would recreate the dynamic with my dad, where my dad used to make us feel special and wanted and then threw us away. So I would do that. I would make you feel special and wanted, and that was the high. Like, oh, it worked. He feels, you know, loved and safe with me. And then, boom, I cheated on him and crushed the whole thing. And that was the dynamic I kept playing into. It was just so terrible. Sorry, I was just kind of sitting like, yeah. You're like, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it was just... The dynamic, I was literally reenacting my own wound and everyone's doing that. But a narcissist can sense that. And then the sad part with the empath who's Yelp reviewing themselves with one star is that they will accept being gaslighted by the narcissist where the narcissist is fucking with you like you're crazy. You're just crazy because you know what you've been through. 
You know what I mean? And they use that against you. And the empath is just like trying to be soft and loved and sweet. And then that's where we get stuck in these situations. And I think most of us can play both roles. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You can be the one who's doing the manipulating or be the one who's being manipulated, mm-hmm. depending on like where you are emotionally. But I think it's sad because if you are Yelp reviewing yourself with this one star, you can have those people who are like, <laughs> yo, you're crazy. <laughs> Because you shared all these stories of the things you've been with and then they use that against you to gaslight you and tell you when you are intuitively feeling that they're doing something wrong, they can be like, you're not feeling me, you're feeling you're crazy. You know what I mean? Mm. You're feeling what you've been through and taking it out on me and then they manipulate you like that. And it's terrible. A lot of people do it. It's happened to me so much. And I've done it. I don't want to be it, like that. It happens in business, too. It happens in business all the time. <laughs> are you kidding? You know how many producers who knew I was like, a hood kid kind of dangled that over my head. Like, well, I mean, who else going to help you? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or if they did help we me. We going to see, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Said Jocelyn Hernandez. People do it all the time. Or if they do help you and take you from point A to point D, then when you don't want to deal with them anymore, it's like, oh, okay, because who did this for you? And you're like, oh, shit, you just going to hold that over my head forever. Ooh. There's so many levels to the manipulation when you view yourself as a one-star Yelp. It's just not a good starting point for you. It's not. It's just not. It's not. Not only because you think everyone can see it, but because you you don't have the self-worth to like be like, I don't want to feel this way. So, you shouldn't be treating me this way. I don't, you know, like you aren't a one-star Yelp review. So what's the balance if you aren't a one-star Yelp review, but you calling yourself a five-star and you're not either? 3.5. <laughs> no, but I'm saying because there are people that are going to call themselves a five-star and they're not either. That might be like like super narcissistic, right? But it's not in the reality of it. And this is my opinion. Yeah, go ahead. Everyone, like, I think we're all five-star Yelp reviews, right? Okay. Like, automatically. I think it's your birthright. Think of how blessed you come into the world. You know what I mean? Like you were chosen, you came, you here to conquer something. So you all come in that way. When you start lowering your Yelp review, a lot of it, in my opinion, is usually based on something that happened to you. It's not even what you think of yourself. It's something that happened to you. You know, like we always say, whether it was your mom, your dad, that made you think lesser of your review. And that's how you start navigating. It's always, it never fails. Every narcissist, every dude that has ever done the craziest shit to me, even me, being that I've done it to other people, it's our stories are always the same. My mom didn't love me. <laughs> My dad left. Sexual assault, something, poverty. You know what I mean? It's sad. But I think the world changes how you review yourself more so than it's like you internally really wholeheartedly believing you're not five stars. Right. I don't think anyone wholeheartedly doesn't think they are. I think all of us secretly know we are, but we've just been through so much shit that you're like exhausted. So some dust on a couple of them stars. You know, it's just dust on the stars. <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah. And that could be me being the optimist, you know, that feels like... At the end of the day, we're all special as fuck. We've just been through things that make us forget. But I really, this experiment to me was just so profound. Seriously. You know what I mean? And it made me, what I'm hoping those listening take away from it is to start looking at how they navigate spaces with the things that they've been through and whether you are 
seeing reactions in people that may not necessarily be there. That's real. Right. You know, whether right. it's in business, it could even be, and, and it happens a lot to us as people of color, unfortunately, because we are bombarded <sighs> all day to the point that you don't even know what's real or not sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, are they being racist? Like, I can't tell. <laughs> right. Is it me because we go through it so much or you can't tell, you know? I think that that is definitely a big thing to talk about, too, because when you're at work sometimes, and I'm just thinking Microaggressions. About, yeah, and I'm thinking about back when I worked in a restaurant, like how I was trying to... I had a white boss, so she didn't understand when I had to tell her, like, you know, my table just called me boy. And she's kind of like... Right. Oh, okay. Right, like, like, and okay. <laughs> like, like, if I called you girl, it ain't the same, but it definitely you still going to raise hell on me. <laughs> it's like, <Right>. so... <laughs> I have to read more on this experiment. Well, I had an experience. I was standing in front of a wooden wall at work, and an Asian lady came in and said, and I was standing in front of a a brown wooden wall, and I was wearing um, olive green pants and a light khaki sweater. And she came in and said, oh, well, you certainly go with this this place. You go with all of this. That's what she told me. So I told my boy, and and I was incensed with (laughs) anger, and I couldn't get her ass, number one, because I was at work, and number two, as soon as she said it, my boss and two of my colleagues, like, immediately walked out of this door that was directly, like, next to the area we were in. And they were engaging with her because they were going to meet with her. And it literally, the timing was literally, like, she said it, I looked, the door swung out, and they walked out. (laughs) So afterward, I talked to... um, I talked to my boss about it and I didn't really give my boss an opportunity to react or respond in either way. I just told my boss what happened and that I would be leaving for the day. Wow. And I dipped. And that was that because I didn't want it. I didn't want to create an opportunity for me to be upset with my boss. Right. But I still wanted to fix myself in the moment. And so I'm like, the best thing for me to do is hit a hit a ride on Jack and Jill and walk up out this motherfucker. So I just had that conversation like this happened, and I'm going to be leaving for the rest of the day. Right. And that it was very final, and that was it. Because I didn't want to be mad at them, my boss. Right. You know, at the wrong thing. So that was a came smart move. Lips. That was because I I was sitting up there arguing yeah. with my boss and couldn't even get her to understand the context of what it meant. To That's me. the thing. You, you know can't what I'm saying? Get There's no to way. Understand that, like. <laughs> It's no way I could explain that. So And she doesn't deal in in either one situation. They probably don't deal with those microaggressions on a regular basis. So they're not like sensitive to them and they'll be looking at you like you're overreacting. Especially Which, for her to have been a woman that was a boss that had to deal with a boss. Uh, for her to be a boss <laughs> that had to deal with, you know, overcoming a male dominated industry. Right. You know? So she's sitting up here looking at me like you're worried about another man calling you boy, like, huh. Like I'm this I'm this stud up here trying to run this shit. Like I got shit that I gotta worry about and think about. She can't even get to where I'm at for several million reasons. Which is her business. R- right, exactly. And I and I try my best too to be sensitive to it's it's a tricky thing because you wanna be sensitive to people's invisible scars, but sometimes there is that point where you wanna shake people, like, okay, but you can't walk around carrying this all the time. Right. Cause my mom being an immigrant her thing is like she always thinks that people can't understand her English mm. and because she has a very thick accent and sometimes she'll be talking and, and it'll be like a white lady and you know the white lady you know sometimes they're like 
repeat something slower. Like if my mom's slow, you know, it's like, it's not that she's slow. <laughs> you don't have to say it louder and slower like my mom. You know, it's like. Bitch, you can't hear. My mom understands you. Right. You don't understand what my mom is saying. And so. the immigrant plight is like one that obviously I haven't had to deal with. So it's a, a slight bit of a a blind spot for me sometimes. And I am mindful when my mom like will be somewhere and she'll get annoyed. Like, did you see how she was talking to me? My reflex sometimes is like, cut it out, mom. Like, we can't deal with this forever. Like, you know people are like that. But then I have to stop and be like, but that is annoying that people are like that on her daily fucking life where people think she's slower because she has an accent, you know, or a language barrier. How offensive. How offensive. Mind you, she has master's degrees. (laughs) Like, you know, it's just that she has a language barrier. And... Those are things she has to deal with to this point that even for her to get an apartment, which is really sad. My mom was like, I'd rather you get it for me because the odds of you getting it, you walking in with your English, you're young, Mm -hmm. you know, they'll see your income tax. Like the odds are higher. They're more in your favor. They're going to communicate with you with more ease and And dignity and dignity. It won't be this thing of like, well, you know, do you work? You know, like if my mom, you know, and so she was like, I don't even want to deal with that. So. Terrible. And it's sad because my mom is accomplished. She, you know, has busted her ass for years that she's even has to think that way. But those are the things, you know, she walks around with that. Granted, sometimes I do think she sees it where it's not because I've been in places where I'm like, mom, the lady literally did not talk to you like that. But she's so used to it. She's like, no, she did. You just don't see it. And then she gets mad at me. Yeah. You know, because right. she feels like, you don't know my struggle. Because <laughs> she does deal with it so much. She actually is saying, like, every time she catches it, like, I know I'm catching it. Like, right, it, right now. And, and I've said it before. If you walk around like a hammer, everything is a nail. <laughs> everything. Mm. You just want to hammer everything down. That's true. As, even as, like, a gay person, though, like, I see that. Right. Like, just the other day, I was with a friend of mine, and we were talking to another person, and the other person, we were playing and joking. You know, that's what I do right. the majority of the time. <laughs> but anyway, we were playing and joking, and the the other person went on to imitate my friend. And when it was a woman, and when she imitated my male friend's walk, she, was, she started switching. And it had mm. nothing to do with the joke that we were running. And immediately, I got mad because I caught it, and I was offended by it. Right. Um, on his behalf. Right. And he kind of handled it, you know, or whatever. But I, I immediately, this is so bad, too, but I don't care because it's the truth. I started seeking out opportunities in the duration of the conversation to, like, get her. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> like, she started talking about something else. Um and she was drinking like an iced coffee and it had got low on the ice and she was still like nursing it. So I just like went in on the fact that she wouldn't let go of that cup of iced coffee. <laughs> but I did it because I was so angry because for her to for her to throw that in the mix, it just let me know that she was she had an awareness beyond what was normal per our engagement and what we talked about in that space and the way that we interact with each other. Why are you even looking at him that way? You right. looking at me like that way too? Because bitch, that ain't how neither one of us walk. And, right. I, and even though we cool, we ain't that damn cool. And right. you still did that, which lets me know that's how you're seeing us. Right. And I took offense to it. So when I hear stories like you just shared about your mom's experiences, I'm completely like, I, I'm completely understanding. And I usually don't question it because I always can understand understand what that's like twofold got you You get what i'm saying not just as a black man but like it's other shit popping too yeah and you know i ain't running (laughs) 
flat out. So it's a new day. It's a new dawn. I'm definitely feeling good. So ain't nobody going to be disrespecting me on, on certain levels, period. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like a no tolerance policy for that. So maybe I have. Maybe I, too have a heightened sense of awareness to all of that shit. And man, maybe I'm seeing things that don't exist, but I doubt it. Like, I mean, that's the thing with the world we live in. It's sad to say, but sometimes it's fucking hard to tell. It is. It's just hard to tell. It's hard to tell when you walk in as a POC. It's hard to tell when you walk in as a man, as a woman, as a gay man, as an immigrant, because it's the microaggressions are nonstop. And so it's like, which part of this is my brain making up? Because I'm tired. That's why I just fight. All the time. <laughs> like, we ain't, let's, not even, let's not even figure it out. Let's just beat that ass. Let's just fight. And at least then you walk away feeling fulfilled. You know what I'm saying? Let's just fight. Let's just fight. Just relieved. So that's it for this week's hobbit. I think it's something to think about. Yes. You know, I think. It's a lot to think about. It's actually a lot to some think about. Some things to think things, about. Things, right. Because Don't honestly. Some stars that ain't there. But yeah. they might be. You just can't see it. That's a, that's a song, Skies That Ain't There. That's my album. Right? <laughs> but I think when we discuss mental health, just like the ad said for Talkspace, it's not just like, what happened to me in my childhood? But it's like, when you put together everything you've been through, how are you navigating the world right now? How much of it is reenacting from that wound or those wounds? And how much of it is actually happening? And I think... What I've learned mental health is, is taking the time to decipher. That's what it is to me. That's emotional health. That's uh, emotional intelligence, rather. It's like, I remember I always talk about it being the pause button. I I have an internal pause button where if I feel I'm going to react, I pause and I say, is this real? (laughs) (laughs) Is this real or is this? Is this my life? An old story that you're like time traveling back to because it made you think of it. Mm. And you're not even being present right now. And it has nothing to do with this person or this conversation. You have to check on you. You have to check yourself when you're time traveling and when you're present and, and make sure that you're always present. And to me, that is the key to mental health so that you can like navigate spaces with a little more ease. It's always going to be a challenge, but it'll be a little more easy. I agree completely. Right. And you also could get like 11 licks in in that amount of time, too. <laughs> as an alternative. I'm not saying that's not the way to go. I'm just saying as an alternative, you know? Right. Like we're giving them a 11 pack. 11 whole licks. You 11. Hear this? At least about 11 good ones. <laughs> 50 11 at licks. least. Depending on if it's something for you to lean on at that point, you can add legs and kicks. You know, maximize the time. But I agree. I understand what you're saying and agree. Right. And don't forget things like talk space, therapists, because I understand a lot of us have been through things that are beyond our scope of being able to simply process it or read books or journal or meditate. Get help if you need it. Yes, for real. Like, honestly, be honest with yourself and say, this hurts beyond what I can do for myself. I need to get outside help. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Because imagine if we could all navigate the street without thinking that people are staring at these scars. How different would connecting totally to humans different. be? Could you imagine if we all took the time to decipher if this is an old story, if I'm being present, or if we got help? A different world. Relationships, we'd be love bugs. Ooh, we'd, it'd be like, mm-hmm. hey, friend, hey, land. <laughs> or maybe it would just be extra powerful to keep doing what we want to do. Hit it, Jill. Or maybe we could just be silent. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> shit. Not it is shit. <laughs> For real, That's man. That's it. That's, I just, you know, last week's combo made me think of that experiment. I was like, I have to bring that up because it's just profound, profound. Why they ain't jump on them once they found out? So you done had us walk around this motherfucker <laughs> thinking our face hanging open, everybody looking at me, and the whole time I just look like I got the mumps. Nah! And just run them down, man. It's time to, to react. But no, I agree. It's a great, great experiment. I'd been right. sitting there looking dumb as hell because I'd be like, everybody was acting crazy when they seen mine. I went to give me a sandwich and it was just all up in my face and we was just smiling at each other and they're like, well, there's nothing on your face. And I said, well, they were smiling hard as hell. We were smiling hard as hell at each other. Shit. Right. And then you'd be like, and then they want to tell me, I, they act like I'm crazy. Like I ain't walking around like, like I ain't got nothing on my damn face. Oh, so I must be crazy. That would be the <laughs> argument at that point. And you know what? Think of how many times you've heard someone say that. Yeah. You know, like, and you really sit there like, yo, but nothing happened. And they're like reacting so strongly. and You feel bad because you're like, yo, literally nothing happened. <laughs> or even if someone has jumped down your throat for something they think you said. Like, I know there's certain people I know in my life that are super sensitive to tone. Like, if your tone is off, I don't know what it is it reminds them of. God only knows who talked to them a certain way. Just takes you to a place. Yo, and you'll be like, yo, I didn't even mean it. Like, like I was joking. No, no, I know how you said it. And they just like go off. And you're just like, wow. Things like that to me, that's time traveling. That's where I'm like, you're yeah. time traveling. You're not even here right now. This shit took you <laughs> on a flight. To God that's a knows good one, when. friend, because you know it's, it's I mean? accurate and it's a little bit of a, you know, you let them have it a little bit. You, you time traveling. <laughs> I ain't even, you time traveling. Anybody got time for you? I'm, you ain't even present day. Like, <laughs> like you're chasing Atlanta no. when they was talking about Q, talking about you always talking down. Like right, somebody, I'm like, dead. This is relating. I, that, that was what I was chasing. Chasing Atlanta, then made it to the goddamn high. <laughs> That's all I like, think about. I was like, Ooh, if you would have been winning in that circle, oh friend. my god. <laughs> And that's another thing. Don't use these techniques to gaslight people. If you know oh you god. fucked someone up, you know, just something. Don't be like you time traveling. It's too late. This ain't even about me. That's a guy. You said that. I said, "Ooh, friend, that's a good one." Hey, I was time just, traveling. I was time traveling. Time traveling. <laughs> Look, I'm about to be in my Darius. I was time traveling last week, man. You're gonna have to forgive me for that. I did not mean to do that. Oh my god! So that's it. That's it. that's it for this week's hot button. Let's jump into what a great this. new insult to add to the vernacular and the arsenal. No, this is great. No, damn it. Sorry, friend. <laughs> This week's episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by Stamps.com. The U.S. Postal Service is an important tool for any business reaching every household every day. And Stamps.com brings all the amazing services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your fingertips. Buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter, any package, any class of mail using your own computer and printer. Stamps.com makes it easy. They'll even send you a digital scale, which automatically calculates exact postage and help you decide the best class of mail based on your needs. No need to lease an expensive postage meter and no long-term commitments. And most importantly to me, no leaving your house. That's why this is convenient, and I feel like everybody should consider going out and getting it because you can print the postage right at your home. Ain't that easy? You can save time and money. And right now, you too can enjoy the Stamps.com service with a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus postage and a digital scale. Just go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in friend zone. That's stamps.com. 
Enter friend zone for a four week trial plus postage and a digital scale. Support for today's episode of the friend zone also comes from Casper. Casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. With three mattress models, the original Casper, the Wave, and the Essential, Casper mattresses are perfectly designed to soothe and cradle your natural geometry. Not to mention, the breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulates your body temperature throughout the night. And it's delivered right to your door in a small, how-do-they-do-that-sized box with free shipping and returns in the U.S. and Canada. But the best part is that you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. After all, you sleep one-third of your life sleeping, and so you should be comfortable doing that. I love my Casper mattress. It came in the box, and I opened it up, and it popped out, hopped out, and made it look sexy. Sleep on it. It's a great, great mattress to buy. It's a great mattress to experience. It's a great mattress to receive in the mail. It's just an overall great thing to do. And if you call yourself a purveyor of all things cool, if you appreciate being on the front end of things and not the back end, go ahead and order a Casper mattress right now so that you can be in that number. Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash friendzone and using friendzone at checkout. That's casper.com slash friendzone. Offer code friendzone for $50 off your mattress purchase. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> Let's jump into this week's wellness segment. <clears throat> well, 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 well. Ah. Mm. <laughs> there you go. So this week's gonna be quick. So I remember I mentioned the Afrobeat artists like um Malik Berry, Wizkid, um Tiwa Savage was Tiwa Savage. Mm-hmm. I, why can't I speak? Tiwa Savage Savage? Savage. I Is it Savage? It I is, thought it was right? two W's. Like Tiwa. Maybe that's why my, my mouth that's is like trying to say V and W. Tiwa Savage. Hopefully. Um, I hope we ain't fucking nothing up. <laughs> you know what? We'll Should look we it pause up for the cause? <laughs> no. <laughs> Keep it rolling. Um, but I was listening to all these Afrobeat artists and I couldn't make it to the gym um, this week because my knee was really like killing me and the treadmill was just not going to happen. And I was like, let me not push it. So I was like, what can v, I do? I'm sorry, honey. Oh, it v, is savage? Yeah, yeah, t- oh, t- shit. T- so, see, I'm, I'm gaslighting you <laughs> with the W. You know, Tiwa Savage. Um, so I was listening to all of them and then, you know what? It is an amazing uh, cardio workout to challenge yourself to dance for the duration of the song. I'm not even kidding. Do you know how hard that is to you not ready to stop? Sit down, friend. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's weird? If you go to a club, you can do it. Like if you dance it with oh, someone, yeah. can I just you usually dance for the I whole song, the two, right? The, the extra body. <laughs> I told you. Do you know one year when I lived in Atlanta, I lost weight because I was going to a club every weekend? Yo, I believe it. <laughs> because that's cardio. And the thing is, when you're at the club, I mean, I haven't been in years, but I remember if you got like a partner that you was really, really feeling, like y'all had the chemistry, the moves, everything y'all was just, like in sync. Yeah, you know. You dance with them for hours. Yes, like you I will. mean song <laughs> It'd be like, damn, we gotta lead like all right, all right, y'all gotta lead the club. Be like, damn, I'm still And your with friends this nigga. waiting like, for you at the door, like, come <laughs> on. Y'all danced 15 times already. Don't let that curve fit too. Ooh. 
foot standing right in front of you that curve because everybody's curve don't fit. <laughs> some people, some people, you know, everybody don't. Some people's ass be all up on your belly button and shit. Oh my god! Damn near your kneecap. You'd be like, what the hell? But when it's like a perfect fit. Oh my God! You right dance into the all groove. right in the groove. Get yep. in. Madonna said that. She don't even <laughs> dance on beat. Tell you, ass all up on and, and yeah, underneath your arm and shit. You're like, what the fuck is wrong with your shape? Funny built motherfucker. You build like a goddamn paperclip. We can't even dance, dance through. It. We can't even get it in good. But I know what you're saying, friend. Yes. Oh my Go God. Ahead, friend. Yes. <laughs> Well, what's mm-hmm. so interesting is obviously the adrenaline Ooh. of a club is different than your living room because yes. you got the bass, the lights, all the people, the outfits. You probably have some drinks in you. Yeah. Different experience. But it's such a challenge doing it at home. But it really worked me. Like, I checked my Fitbit and I danced. I think I danced for maybe like three or four songs. Oh, you was... With 30 second breaks in between. Like, I really turned this into a workout. And I swear to you, it burned like almost the same calories as if I had gone and walked like two miles. I love it. And it was much more fun. <laughs> and it's fun because you're like, you're <laughs> dancing, like laughing. I was cracking up. I was like, I look insane right now, but it was, I needed to get my cardio in. And it was a good day. I was just happy. In a I'm hesitating to tell this story, but in heart, in one of the parks, <laughs> there is this guy and he literally turns on music and he be just he just stands there and dances. Wait, what? Like I, Where? Well, because I because li- <laughs> I literally because I literally be, I go I roll up. It's like <laughs> it's like his exercises. I roll up and I be walking over by the parks and smoking. And I just be seeing this nigga dancing. I just be like, what? The That's fuck is real. Going on? See, he's on to it. But I've seen for a couple of times like he'll literally just be over there like, and he's just dancing. It's like not even a routine or whatever. He just going. And I'm like, all right, man, well, do what you're doing. And I honestly, like, I know working out is overwhelming sometimes, right. like, because you get into the routine, you're trying to figure out how to squeeze it in. Sometimes your body's just not feeling it. And for a lot of people, they don't want to be in the gym. They don't want to be lifting weights. That's not the only way to lose weight, though. You can go. My favorite thing now is going on long ass walks. I go and walk seven you miles. Play tennis. Mm. I'm not really a tennis person. I tried it either. and I was not good at it. I, I was just like, wanna, this shit, it's hard. I just want to recreate that video of rich white ladies. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Tokyo Diva. Yes, <laughs> my little sister. Um, but take yeah, my so out. take my rollers out. <laughs> Oh, you, you don't want to make me take my rollers out. Take my rollers out. Oh my out. god, I'm gonna cry. You know that's like my little baby. No, but that's my baby. That's my sister, like from my heart. She's like we, shit. yeah, like that's crazy that you know that song. I used to love she that song. Back in my space. Yeah, that's my little baby. She's been popping since forever. Like she's yep. always yes. been cool. She was like 13, being. Cool. You know what? That always. should be her thing forever popping. Literally, for real. To this day, you go on her Instagram, she's somewhere in Bali, like... Doing it. You know, take her rollers out in Bali. Because that was one of the first Tokyos, and I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tokyo Diva, shout out to you. I love you. Um, But yeah, so I just started doing it, and I felt so good, and I was like, this is a great fucking workout. What you doing, Beyonce? Coachella? Afro no, beats. I was doing all the Afro beats. Yeah, I made a... um. A playlist called Drummer Boy, and I just put all the songs that I love from everybody and listen. Going in. Jam it. And what you do, I think, obviously, because you want your, you know, you don't want to have like a heart attack. Right. <laughs> so I would give myself a 30 second break in between each song before I switch to the next one. Mm. Um, just to kind of like catch my breath, do a little stretch or whatever, and then boom, jump to the next song. And the trick is just, 
don't like go hard immediately. You know, I think that's what kills people with fitness. Fitness is about seeing how much stronger and healthier you're getting over time. Yes. It's not so much of like, let me knock out three songs today. It's more so like do one and see how far you can get with the one song. If you can't get past, you know, the first minute, that's fine. Then you know that. And then Work when you try to it me. again tomorrow... Your goal is to get to one minute, you know, and keep doing it until you can get to the one minute. And then that's exciting because now you have a, a blueprint. Yes, you do. You have a fitness plan until you keep doing it, knocking out, and then you get to that one minute. Before you know it, whether it takes weeks or months, it doesn't really matter. This is your fitness routine. You'll be dancing to the whole song without stopping. And as a bonus wellness tip... <laughs> You can do a whole bunch of interludes or intros. So that way you don't get bored and have to cut the song off because you can't keep up. You can just make sure you do like a whole bunch of interludes and yes. little intros. That's actually See? cute too. Boom. Set it up that way. And right? if you really don't want to be bored <laughs> to follow up to intros and interludes, it can be from popular TV shows or anything. Because you remember I used to do the New York Flavor of Love. <laughs> I used to do this in my playlist just to really fuck my shit up. Oh, that's cute. Like, customized ones. Yes. That's or, cute. Or you know what else is funny? I decided to take the random talking interludes from certain albums that I like and put them in my playlist. Like, I have, like, an old school... Uh, like the TLC ones. Oh, the TLC ones. You no. remember that? Yes. The, Trina, the ones on Trina's <laughs> first album. Oh. Like, Sail Rack, Iceberg, wearing Ludacris <laughs> yeah. on the Chicken and Beer Project. He had a couple of, like, really funny commercials that I used for some. Or oh, Word of Mouth, did. excuse me. Or on both of them, actually. But um, that and just uh, Light Skin Keisha. <laughs> have you ever heard of Light Skin Keisha? No. I have I haven't. On, um... Cream, I think that's his project. He has light skin Keisha Speaks. And so I took that interlude because it's just her talking a whole bunch of shit. And I put that on one of my playlists, too, because I thought it was actually pretty cute. I mean, that's actually genius to create your own breaks before you transition to the next song. Whatever it is, whether, you know, interludes, whatever it is. Because for the gym, you know, I made like a I do my first two songs are uh, mid tempo. Oh, to kind of like build like into a fake your warm energy. Up, my fake warm up songs. That's cool. That makes sense because you don't want to go too hard too quick because then you burn out by the end of it. Mm. But just a cardio to try because I know not everybody wants to be in the treadmill, you know. Oh, cool. And and it's not. I mean, I can't say it's low impact because you're moving, but it's your pace. Right. You know, you get to decide and obviously pay very close attention to your knees and your joints and your back. And be mindful of what doesn't feel good. <laughs> be twerking too hard. <laughs> but you know what's crazy? Twerking is so... Because I'm dealing with um, inflammation in the base of my spine right now, which is why I've been like in hell. Um, but twerking is so good for spinal health. It just is. Like, it is. <laughs> the movement, oh, all that inflammation. Theory. Yeah. And you're, you're... Think about it. We sit for most of the day, whether you're commuting in the office... And then just that gyration and the movement, whether it's slow, fast, whatever, your spine is just like getting a workout. And I think wow. it's, it's really good. And I, I'm like, this was so fun. I had a blast. Like I had a blast and I burnt the same amount of calories. And that's the thing. Cater it to how many calories you are looking to burn and then start noticing like, okay, this many songs, you know, you want to burn 200 calories, then you know that you need to dance <laughs> For this many minutes to this many songs, make the playlist based on what songs that get you hype. Remember, we did that for the treadmill, creating a playlist. Instead of looking at the timer, we said, put a towel over it and just yeah. create the amount of songs. Yeah, mm -hmm. like if you want to run on the, on the treadmill for 30 minutes, then create a 30-minute playlist. Yep. 
Don't stare at the clock because that shit makes you burn out. It's all mental. Cover that shit with the and towel. And don't memorize your playlist either. Yeah, I have hella playlists because if I get too comfortable, I'd be like, okay, this is a Kendrick Lamar song. That means I'm on the 15th. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. But oh, I'm only halfway in. Damn, I still got the Pharrell song. <laughs> I still, you know, so don't memorize it or put it on shuffle yeah. or just have, you know, different yes. ones based on your mood. But just a fun way to include cardio and working out and yeah, music. Switch it up. Switch it up. Switch it up. That could be one of the cardio days, you know, just when sometimes you don't want to. I know lately I haven't been wanting to go to the gym too much, even though I do it. But I'm just like, ugh, I wish I could work out and stay home. Um, so that, that's it. That's Wonderful it for wellness this week's wellness. Wellness. I don't know what's going uh, on today. Welk, 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 welk. Right. It's a whole new category. You've never <laughs> talked about this one before. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm trying to see if I could find, but the internet is super slow because there was the tea was sass. Why do I keep wanting to say sandwich? Because it would be cute. Tea what? I'm typing it in. Savage. She has a song. You know what? I'll find it during the music segment. Right, How about that? Right. I heard Tamela Man's new album was Afro Beats. It's like <laughs> Afro Beats gospel. <laughs> Yo, that would be lit. Tamla Man doing, you know doing the day job. I know, I'm sitting here thinking, are we not going to say Michelle Williams could have some of that? <laughs> like a, a good When Jesus Say Yes remix? Because that was, you know, was going off. When Jesus Say Oh, I found it. Okay, it's a song called Love Struck featuring Tiwa Savage and Mr. Easy. And I was dancing around to it. I don't know if it'll play it. I want this dope. You probably fucking that up, wasn't you, friend? <laughs> my big old butt. <laughs> hey. <laughs> So it's just a dope song. See, now I want to go be social and go out. (laughs) Here I go showing my personality. (laughs) So definitely check uh, the T was Savage Love Struck featuring Mr. Easy. And I love Mr. Easy. He has hella songs that are dope as hell. Like you could literally just go to his Spotify and just just press play. It don't even matter what song comes on because all of them are hella good. He's a great choice, Mr. Easy. Mr. Easy. No stress. No stress, just easy. So check them out. Check that song out. And that's the perfect segue to Mr. Music. Man, what you got for us this week? Asante. Well, it has only been a day and change since we've had Music (laughs) Man segment. So I have been listening to a lot of the same stuff. Um, I did just want to quickly shout out DJ Miss Milan yet again because she just was really doing her thing. Like, I really, love her energy. Yeah, like she was lit as hell. She was really pulling out the crates. And it was making me think of, for one of the segments I had called Do Your Dance. And we had all the people do the dancing and they had to guess the seg- the dances. I was talking earlier about Bunny Hop, right? I just wanted to talk to the internet really, really quickly because there were two well, there were probably there were three bunny hops, right? Now, have you ever heard of the song called the Bunny Hop? I probably know it if I hear it. Maybe if you so, play it, because I can't think of it right have now. Have you ever heard of the Bunny Hop? I don't know. 
<laughs> right? I'm like, I bet you would. I keep on hearing the booty up in my head. The booty up. The booty up. You can do the booty up. I keep hearing that and thinking about the bunny hop. So I'm all confused. What's the bunny hop? So the funny thing is, right, there are... There's like an Atlanta version of the bunny hop. Then there's like a New Orleans uh, song called the bunny hop. And it's like a dance that goes with it. <laughs> and the other, the Atlanta bunny hop came out at the time we were doing all the ignorant ass dances. So the Atlanta version sounds like, or the, the dance version, I should say. The New Orleans, when you do the dance to, this is that one. So this is this is some hood club shit, right? That's why I had to ask about this because this is when I tell you it's hood club shit. It's like you know, Soldier Boys, Crank That type stuff, but like hooder than that. Like so, you know, no one was really doing Crank That Superman or whatever the fuck that was. Like a local local right? Like Crank That SpongeBob and shit like that. Like nobody was doing that. Like I don't even think that made it to like the Ellen show or nothing like that. Or maybe it did shit. Who knows? But like those little local dances. So that's why somebody in Atlanta decided to do a bunny hop as well, I guess. But it was all going down at the same time. So I had to differentiate. I was asking the internet like whose bunny hop was better? And so they were like, oh, well, oh, here it is. I just love that everything exists on YouTube. The tube of you. It's like the video version of Google. All I know is I needed to talk to the internet about the bunny hops. And now that I have all of the bunny hops, I can just really try to get to the bottom of this. I so, literally never. Have you heard of that, Dustin? Never. <laughs> when you played it? When you go to YouTube and you type in bunny hop, you will actually see people doing the dance. Like at, at, at a wedding function. Were they doing it out of your show? They were doing... Uh, the walk we walked it out. We um, there was a there was not a pool palace moment. There was a pop lock and drop it moment. Right, but there no was, bunny hop. No bunny hop. Oh, I'm I, like, didn't, I don't. I didn't make that. her play that record. But somebody was telling me they were like, you should have had her do the bunny hop. And I was like, even though it was like East Atlanta day, like Gucci Atlanta time, I don't think anybody would have known to do the bunny hop, especially since it was like a line dance, like not like a line dance, but you know how people do, like it's literally listed on YouTube. As a line dance on one of these videos. A line dance. Like. And they used to do this dance in the club. I'm rather like warming up to do it. <laughs> oh, because they all getting ready for it to drop. <laughs> That's the bunny dance? Just right. walking forward? And then there's like some slides in, but you know every like electric slide ass song, there's like some steps before you do directions. <laughs> I'm dead at this video. Where is that? <laughs> Somebody's fitness class. But I'm telling you, that it just goes on and on. Hip hop and R and B, if you will, even has created so many dances and fads. <laughs> I just can't think of many like pop songs or country songs where people were like. Oh, this is the new like dance. Like, imagine them shooting in a country video, like, or or talking about. Well, actually, country they do have their dances now. I forgot they used to do that little Aki like cowboy. Heart. 
Yes, they line, do. Line dancing. Yeehaw! Partner line dancing. That's what we're doing around here, goddammit. We line dancing. Fuck you mean, boy. I'm Not saying we ain't got no mean. dances, boy. There was a bar in Atlanta. It was, it was a teen club. It was a club in that teen night called fuck Cowboys. You mean. <laughs> fuck you mean, boy. <laughs> fuck you mean, there, there fella. <laughs> now, I damn it, we dance too. Fuck you mean, We get in line with our boots and we goddamn got spurs to jangle, 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 boy. What's <laughs> wrong? <laughs> hell you talking about? Fuck you mean, fella. There Fuck was, you mean, fella. There was actually a club. <laughs> this is going to sound even worse. There was a club called Cowboys. I am going to say that be. for the rest <laughs> of my life. Cowboys. <laughs> no, but, yeah, but cowboy. you know there has to be one. Okay. One of them has to have one. The neon this, sign was green and pink like 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 Tiffany blue and pink like Miami color. <laughs> Cowboys. That's, that's what the boots were on the outside of it. Yeah. <laughs> and one of them was cocked up. <laughs> One of them was on the hill. <laughs> yeah. Cowboys. They got Black Knight. A couple Black Knights, actually. Ooh, well, this, this Cowboys had Teen Knight. Oh, shit. And I remember we used to go. the on the on the boot that spun <laughs> on the side. <laughs> that was year two. You know, they did. They had a hell of a first year. <laughs> so that was with the upgrades. Yeah. That's now right. they had a hell of a first year. We really just have... <laughs> An imaginary well, cowboy. cowboy. At, at this Cowboys, the teen club, right before they would have people come and teach the damn dances. Oh, wow. Like they would have somebody come and they were like, all right, now this is the watermelon crawl. I just remember the name, the damn, the damn, the name for being so damn ridiculous. And I was like, what the fuck is the watermelon crawl? But somebody, a cowboy or something, did come out there with their belt buckle and teach us how to do that shit. Wow. Yes. Wow. Is, here's a watermelon crawl. <laughs> I'm history. finna teach all y'all. And that's when they were that that little Baba Laba Deep song was big. Like one of them world songs. That's, oh, that's what world music was then. Blue? No, it wasn't blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Imagine being in the studio and being like, I'm blue. And everybody be like, what the fuck? Like, how do you, who in the hell could, could, as a unit, decided this is it, y'all? Yo, this is a fucking hit. This is it. You know they was smoked (laughs) up on some shit. But I ain't even gonna front, though. You see, we are (laughs) You know what was the shit, though? Oh, shit. (laughs) Moments in life. Art of noise. Oh, that's like what you mean. Oh was that's like, a classic. That's forever. Like, though. like I mean, just the that's shit. That's art, though. That is like like, like you, that moment that they for those people probably did have for blue in the studio. <laughs> like, could you imagine being a part of like a real one like that? To Man. just hear some well, music like, um, and be like, you need to Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh like, my god. Yeah, even though I know songs. they were high as fuck, but <laughs> that shit came out amazing. <laughs> <Ooh, laughs> Mama, <laughs> the movie's coming out. I cannot wait. Me either. And the nigga that's playing him look just like Mr. Freddie Mercury. Robot. I forget his name. What's his name from Mr. Robot? Yeah. Um, Catherine Zeta-Jones. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> it's like Rom, Rom something. But he, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be good. He, fin- he looked just like Freddie. He had his little hips poked out, too. I was like, this nigga even got the hips. The hip. You know Freddie Mercury looked like he had a trick hip. Everybody know that. He had his hip poked out. It's going to be good. Was this you. Rami Malik? I think that's what Ma- it's like. Malik. Um, it's like Rami Malik or something. Oh, uh, uh, and I know it too. Romney Malco. No, not no, that, that one. No, that is not. Not that one. 
<laughs> we talking about what's this nigga's name? name? I feel like it's Rami Malik, or maybe I'm giving him a hood name. No, you might be right. Well, I in just, the meantime, didn't mean to make you cry. Yeah, you're right. It's or is it Rami Malik or is it Rami Malik? Malik. It's an E, not an I. It's Rami Malik, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I cannot wait. First of all, I love Freddie Mercury. Me too. Even though, I mean, I don't know how true this is, but I saw people tweeting saying that they are not going to play up his sexuality as much, which I think is odd. Right. I'm like, that is such a, I mean, it's such a big part of Freddie Mercury's journey, you know, and as a musician and the time period and like the breakthroughs he made. Musically, visually, the clothing, the you know, but apparently they're kind of gonna stay. Maybe they didn't want to be too political. I don't know. Who knows? But well, then don't do a movie about Freddie Mercury. Uh, hello. What the hell? Like, how are you gonna tell his story clean? You know, like this. It doesn't even. This is a, a rock star fucking story. They're like not gonna go into most of those things. So I'm curious if that's true. I'm curious how that's gonna play out. I hope it doesn't kill it. I just I want the music to be good. It, right. Shit, the cast is good as fuck. It's got the dude from. Uh, oh, sorry, it's just got all these random ass white people in it. Like the dude from Game of Thrones is in it. Who? Oh, so I don't even Little watch Finger. Game of Thrones. <laughs> you don't? Littlefinger. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm going to sound it, so not, crazy to someone who doesn't so, watch. And it does. And the <laughs> thing is, he's not the one that you think he might You might think he is when you see Little him. Littlefinger, that's Quiet Husband. <laughs> I ain't little hands. I'm Quiet him. Husband, little hands. I'm Littlefinger, Quiet Dr. G. Get my watch and dry. We'll get more. We'll get more to that. Right. right, we ain't there yet. But we'll get there. <laughs> um. So yeah, I just want to talk about appreciation for dances, all the little hood dances. Because you there are was, so far away from the mic. <clears throat> there was just a hood. Well, because <laughs> look, because look, is this too loud? I feel no. like this is too loud. No, you sound normal. You probably sound really? like you in a boat this whole episode. Oh well, just call oh, me little boat, little boat, little boat. <laughs> I was like, damn, I think I'm too loud if I get this close to the mic. No. Um, no, but I just think that there was a really fun time on YouTube where you were able to watch all of these random ass dances. I know. Coupled with people doing them in costumes. Like, do you not remember in people? Costumes. Why is this necessary? Well, because it was, I, for me, it was That's, fun that as was hell. So genuine. It was fun as hell. And I'm thinking back to like my high school, college days to get on YouTube and watch people do these hood ass dances in like Spider Man costumes, SpongeBob costumes, Door the Explorer costumes. Like, You've never seen any of these costumes, these people with these like <laughs> heads or whatever, and they just be doing these these hoods from the dances. Like they probably be doing it today, oh, shooting mean, like, or when whatever. People post these, like street parades and kid parties and like Dora's. Well, sometimes twerking. Sometimes Dora's it doing looks the like J Block. What is it called? Yes, and sometimes it <laughs> looks shoot. like they're at kids shoo, parties. Shoo, shoo. <laughs> and it looks like they're at kids parties, but they not. They just probably be in the backyard doing that shit because you know Atlanta got like, room to do that real, shit. They just be dressed. some of the time, niggas just some of the times niggas will. Just put on the costume. Was it Comic Con? <laughs> no, it, it, then it, it makes sense. It, it went Comic Con. It went cosplay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's just this funny just as went hell. Left. People just. I'm costumes. about to show this shit to you. <laughs> what? That's, that's, so you see, which brings me back to my original question. Amazing. Why is this? Not, like, I, that shit used to I bring had to me make sure joy. we were talking about the same thing because it sounded like something. Nah, they just be in the backyard. <laughs> you that see one time, like you know, as a one off, and you be like, "Damn, I cannot believe we seen that shit." You know what I'm saying? Like, and that was the memory that, that we all saw that home. character oh dancing. <laughs> you know, but to just make this like a general practice, like, no, my nigga, I'm finna put all this shit on and go in the backyard 
Uh, hold it right. Oh and have somebody God. literally recording your I grown have ass. Like tears. I'm I just tears. didn't know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> In the back, y'all, I'm so confused. <laughs> Please stop playing this. <laughs> oh, but they're okay. So now it's different. So they're doing it oh to God. be obnoxious and funny, like because the girl holding the camera Ooh. was laughing. Oh God! So that's different. I thought it was just literally people like I like made hood dudes on the block, like let's put on our to do Like, <laughs> like why are you in this parking lot? <laughs> Yo, I can't handle this. Yeah, this is. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I did. Asante showing us of um, Fox doing the Soldier Boy. Oh in a like I used to be like, why are you niggas with these costumes on? This sounds like some shit you just ran into and this maybe is, fell down a rabbit hole or something. I don't. This know. This used to happen all of the time. <laughs> I can't. I remember right now. the early Dustin's days. Face when you said, "Nah, they just going to get me." Look, now it's just the times. The, the times was the time. This hmm. is before. This is before good shit used to even be on TV to put on oh, YouTube. God. Like people used to literally be on YouTube doing nothing. This is back I, then. I, yeah. Like this is back when the original YouTube it was the tube of you little niggas used to be just beating the desk in high school brapping cursing this is amazing. and I used to be like you are little ass niggas and it was usually part of my high school some niggas freestyling talking about ass and titties and I'm like you're little ass kids and then that makes sense though you know what I'm saying so that's it. what I'm telling you my point of reference from all of this is 2005 2006 I'm in high school with these niggas doing these these dances in these costumes oh those were teenagers. Well, some of them, I don't even know they're costumes. in costumes. Men I was going to say, they in costumes. I don't really know what they are. The, but the videos where they oh, be in the parade. Oh, you watched it while you were in high school. The videos when yeah, they're in the parade. Yes, this all, all of this started. <laughs> I just, I'm still confused. <laughs> so I'm trying to get, get to, to the, the bottom I just wanted of it. To, I just, you know. This is the best. You just like made my night. I'm in tears. Because <laughs> I like, I don't, I'd be like, for why? You know what I'm saying? Like, why come? You know what I'm saying? Like, but y'all seen the videos of the parades where they'd be like, go ahead, Dora. Yes, right. <laughs> and Dora be getting down. Dora hit the folks real quick and shit. You'd be like, oh. Having a little moment. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Ooh, I seen that. I'm back. I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. back. <laughs> Fran is down, baby. She can't even take it. it just, sometimes you just got to laugh to keep from crying, don't you, Fran? Because <laughs> I'm picturing <laughs> Everyone chilling in the backyard and, and be like, let's go get our costumes. Put, let's like, put the costumes on. Like, what the fuck? First of all, I'm leaving. Okay. I'm telling <laughs> you. Second of all, kind of weird ass I shouldn't say you. weirdo because I know people do that. What do they call them? Like furries? It, yeah, I've seen that on that. HBO. It's not even none of that. It's Damn, so we can't even. It's that don't check even that go box. with that. What is it literally, because it used to be the hoodest niggas in these costumes killing it, dancing. I'm like, it's a hood nigga up under. Stop, stop, like, like, literally, you know it's a nigga with some dreads. I'm just I saying, you know somebody it. dancing. He's like, you know it's a nigga with some dreads under there doing that <laughs> dance, killing that. It's like, why is this nigga killing his dance in his costume right now? Please change the subject. <laughs> well, the rest of it's this is the Music Man sub, uh, segment, so I guess y'all can talk about your listens lately if you care. <laughs> <laughs> well, um... This I week. can't breathe. How are y'all? So today, uh, I was listening. Actually, 
One of my friends sent me a song today by <laughs> Wi-Fi is Funeral is the name of the artist. Oh, I've and seen that. And it is called Juveniles featuring YBN Namir, and it's the jam. Mm. Um, it's like a summertime song. We always play a little samp samp, so here we go. <laughs> You wow. heard enough. Nice little something to shake, shake, shake a little something to this summer. So I've been jamming to that. Um, and YBN kids are dope because what's his name? Corday. Yeah. Yeah. He redid the Eminem. My name is. I mean, not redid it, but he flipped it. And first of all, the fact that people are redoing that made me feel so old. Oh my god! Like for real. Past Even the him redoing high. this. Yeah. Um, but he did a good job, and it's, it's super cute because he can rap. It's another song called "Womp Womp" by Valet Valet or Valet. I don't know how to say his name, but it's V A L E E and Jeremiah. That's kind of cool too. And also, I want to give a huge shout out because I forgot to do this on Tuesday, so it's actually cool. We back in this bitch because I wanted to talk about this <laughs> Waka Flocka, the big homie Flocka album or mixtape, whatever is out. Good. Oh my god, from beginning to end. Is his wife on it? Twenty three tracks. No, Tammy ain't. This ain't. She not. I ain't. They keep that same. Tammy oh. not. She. Yeah. <laughs> Because I like that song that she had. Right. You know, Only One. I like that song. The Only One. Oh. That's the name of the song. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, no, not, yeah, you. that's the name of the song, The Only One. <laughs> I love that song by her. I love that song by her. Yeah. And anyway, so Big Homie Flocka is the shit. Uh, it's 23 songs on the album. It's really, really good. So it's great for whatever you need to be active, friend. You might want to inculcate that into your dance okay, living room. Okay, maybe room. that'll be my might be some living room cardio sounds. for this week. For DJ friend, you better email that to DJ friend. <laughs> so she have it this week when you go in the studio. DJ Epsom Salt. What was it that we said? DJ Icy Hot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've been listening, been listening literally since yesterday. Uh, Majid Jordan. I feel like oh, from the nice. OVO camp, um, why is it that he, it's two people, I think. I don't even yeah. know if it's one yeah. person. It's like division, right? They shouldn't have made it sound like a damn name then. Majid, you know that's the wave now. Why is it I feel like they don't get a lot of burn? Or maybe the people I'm around, I don't really hear them talk. Even online, like I don't see people tweeting. And their project is good. It's called The Space Between... Um, mm, I'm I think. interested. <laughs> <laughs> that you can never go wrong with that. Oh, it's a Talk good about a pin drop. <laughs> <laughs> they dropped last year. Um, I listened to it on and off, but I fell back into the rabbit hole yesterday. They have a song called "Gave Your Love Away" that I really like. It has like an old vibe to it, right? to the group message <laughs> yeah send me that friend right? I like that it's a vibe gave your love away um, they have a, a record called One I Want with Party Next Door they have a record called My down, Imagination down. with Division so it's good it's a good project um, it's one of those projects you can listen to from top to bottom beginning to end I should say 
And it's super good. So check that out. Majid Jordan. That's M-A-J-I-D. Jordan. And the project's called The Space Between. It's a good jam record for the summer. So yeah, I just record. got it. Right? That's it for me. What about you? Um, I've also been listening to YB and Corday, the uh, that old nigga song. I thought was pretty dope. And He's I like the video, too. And um, i also still been listening to Drake. The I'm Upset track is really dope to me. I just like going down his catalog into the old song. So I got to revisit Nothing Was the Same and had a whole moment with that. I've also been listening to the 1975. They're like an alternative rock. <clears throat> they dropped a project uh, three uh, two years ago. It's called I Like It When You Sleep For You're So Beautiful Yet So Unaware Of It. Um, Whoa, wait, that's the album name? Yeah. Holy shit. The, the group is called The 1975, and the album is called I Like It When You Sleep, For You Are So Beautiful, Yet So Unaware of It. Wow, that's but, um, a long-ass. Yeah, it's a long-ass <laughs> title, and um, the title track is pretty dope, and they also have some dope-ass songs. Um, one of my favorites is called The Sound, and I think it's um, like one of their popular ones. I don't even know if this is going to play right. So I've been, that was cute. I've been listening to that, and I've still been listening to all my hood shit because I really like the new <laughs> Zaytoven project, um, specifically the tracks with Lil Uzi Vert, the tracks with Future, tracks with Gucci Mane. Um, I just am in love with Zaytoven's production, and he actually put out a really good project. And I'm still listening to Jesse Reyes because I just want to see her on a main stage somewhere doing something really big. I know she's been touring a lot, and, and I've been uh, performing on some shows. Because she performed last year on um, probably, like, one of those, like, whatever show it was, they had, like, a Chevy main stage and then, like, a Toyota side stage. And she performed on one of those. But I'm, I'm ready to see more of her this year. But uh, that's it. Outside of that, I have made a playlist to commemorate the If I Were a Rapper experience. It uh, has the song that I opened the show with, the song I closed the show with, some of the songs that were played throughout the night. Um, and it's all hood shit. So Black Boy JB, Lil Baby, 6 9 Ray Shermer, Playboy Cardi, Nicki Minaj, that sort of thing. And that's it for me on the Music Man front. Sweet. I'm going to check that out. <clears throat> I like it. It sounded like um, I Foster it the too. People. Yeah, they're dope. How's that vibe? They actually had dropped a new song. Uh, it made me go back and listen to the whole old project. But the new song that the 1975 dropped was called Give Yourself a Try, which is really dope, too. I like it. I like the title. Thanks again to Talkspace for their continued support of the Friend Zone podcast. Talkspace is the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. All you need is a computer with an internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app. That means you can improve your mental health even if you've had trouble making time for it in the past. Remember, therapy isn't just about venting your innermost thoughts or digging into childhood memories. It's also about practical everyday strategies for stress management and living a happier life. Having a therapist simply provides you a designated person for you to talk to, who is trained to listen and help you make positive changes. The Talkspace platform has over 2,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing life challenges as we all face. To match with the perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com zone and use the code zone to get $45 off your first month 
and show your support for this show. That's code zone and talkspace.com slash zone. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. Okay. And now we can go on over to the TV land. Yes. Dustin Ross, take it away. (laughs) Real quick, I just want to um, have a quick, a bit of a chit chat, if you will. About the Real Housewives of Atlanta, season 11. Dang, season 11. Yeah, it's starting in November, and there's been tons and tons of rumors and ramblings and rumblings and grumblings about the casting for this season and what's going to happen, who's in, who's out, who's staying, who's going. (laughs) Um, And there's lots of rumors that have been flying around, right? So first of all, I want to clear up the fact that Kenya Moore is, in fact, with child. There have been scuttlebutt from Scuttlebutts about her not being pregnant for real. She definitely released a picture of her baby bump at the Ultimate Women's Expo in Atlanta, Georgia this past weekend. It was the first public sighting of her baby bump. Aww, she looked so beautiful. Kenya's a beautiful woman anyway. Um, but she looked, it was it was really different to see her with a baby bump. And it was different in such a beautiful way. So I'm happy for her. But there's so many rumors that she's not going to be joining the show for season 11. Um, the word on the street is that Bravo was not at, very happy with her being um, secretive with her husband and when she married him. And so they didn't really appreciate that. And so they kind of she kind of tore her ass with them. Mm. And so they wanted to demote her to a friend of the show. She didn't want to accept it. And she's not coming back at all. Um, That's probably for the best, though. I think so, too, because it is definitely a high-risk pregnancy. So at least this way she can go just be pregnant and be healthy. Yeah, and be married Um, and peaceful. Be married and peaceful. I would love to see, (laughs) as a fan, as somebody who watched the show for, you know, she's been on since season, they came, she came on in season five. Wow. So as a fan who's watched her for the last five seasons of this show, and she has really um, morphed and evolved into a completely different version of the same person that she was when she came on, for in a good way. So to see her get this, which is something that everybody knows that um, the running joke or the the consistent dig that the cast members or even fans would take at her is, oh, you can't keep a man. You buy boyfriends. You bought a husband. You know, you don't have children. Kim Zolciak even, which I thought it was kind of weird because you never really hear women like like say stuff like this about other women, but she did. Um, Kim Zolciak was like, you know, well, you ain't got bitch. Are you on my life? You want a baby? You don't have one. You want a husband? You ain't got one. Like she said that they've been taunting her with this for years. Um, Phaedra even referred to Kenya's um, her eggs as scrambled. And, what? You know, yeah, they they like go there with her and oh, say that she's gonna have to go to a sperm bank to get a, a child. Like Phaedra's iconic. Um, line that everyone seems seems to love from her was when she told Kenya that you know she would uh, have go- have to go to a sperm box and a sperm donor rather and get um, sperm from someone who paid who needed fifteen dollars to get a pizza that night so they went to this yeah like it was nasty and people loved that from her because they couldn't stand Kenya um, but yeah. so to see her you know chronicle her pregnancy journey and see her you know get all these things that come along with that part of life would have been cool. It would have been really cool to watch that, but I would much rather on a real level, you know, aside from me being entertained, I would rather her have a healthy part of time in her life, you know, during this time. So that's one issue, which then leads to, which then begs the question rather, well, who's going to fill our spot? 
you know, there's always such a huge controversy over who's going to be a peach holder, who's going to be a friend, who are they testing, you know, who's coming to the show. Eva Marcio, who used to be Eva Pigford, that won America's Next Top Model season three. I think so. Something close to that. Um, she, anyway, she uh, last year was a friend of the show. She featured in a, like the last five or six episodes. She went on the cast trip to Barcelona with them. She came on as Nini's friend, you know, um, she handled herself very well, but we already knew that about Eva from watching her on Top Model. Um, and I like the poise and the beauty that she brings to the show. Do I see her as a fit um, and a full-time friend of these the rest of the women on this cast? I don't. I think Eva's a bit too young. Um, to fill those shoes, and I don't, I just don't see what kind of substantive conversation she can have with fifty-year-old women who have had way more life experiences than she's had, and they are excited by different things than she is. It's just they're just a bit too different right. for that to work. So I, w- I definitely don't think that it should be her. Um, she can be a friend again, but I don't think she should be a full-time housewife. There have been rumors, very brief rumors, that Tamar Braxton have been uh, being. Uh, wooed by the network oh, to come wow. and be a real housewife in Atlanta. Be interesting. But I don't even, Tamar is Tamar. I don't want to see Tamar on the Real Housewives brand. To me, it just doesn't make sense. Um, it's uh, like an oversaturation almost. She needs to stay um, consistent with the branding that she's done and move. I told you what I want for her is for her talk show to come to fruition. I love her in that format. Right. So I want to see her talking on TV. She's been great on the Steve Harvey show. I want to see her do that. So I don't want it to be her. Then you have people like Shamia Morton, who's been a friend of the show for the past few years. She came on as Portia's friend initially, and then she formed a friendship with Candy, who is her real friend. And that's where we've seen her spend the bulk of her time on the show on camera. Um, Shamia would be an amazing addition to the cast. You want to know why? I'm going to tell you why. And this is what they should look for and who they cast next. There needs to be long-running, long-standing, existing ties to multiple people who are currently on the cast. There needs to be substance as far as the person's personal life, their family life, and their professional life. And they have to have personality that's magnetic on camera because you can have all of those things. And if you just are not a charismatic person on screen, it's going to fall flat. See Kim Fields. Legitimate storyline, legitimate family, different from the cast, but still could have fit around the same demographic. But she was like watching fucking paint dry on TV. She was boring, so it did not work. Um, Shamia would be a great choice, but the rumor and the word on the street allegedly is that her husband does not want to participate in this. And he said, you know, I'm not going to do it. You can go ahead and play, but as far as you can go without my involvement. So that's why she's been such a great addition to the show as a friend of the cast. Marlo Hampton. She's around. She's been a heavily recurring friend of the show. She's had, um, dealings and engagement with several different cast members on the show. She fits the demographic. She has the life. There are parts of her life that we still are not privy to that I think would play out very interesting on television. She's fiercely close with her family, yet she comes from um, five foster homes. So there's a story and a disconnect there that I think could be told, you know, through exploring the relationships that she has with her existing family members now. So that can add some depth, some substance, to, in addition to her being able to really handle herself amongst the women and assert herself in conversation. And she makes it make sense. She ties a lot of pieces together. She's great to look at. She has great fashions, great gowns, beautiful gowns. Shout out to <laughs> Aretha Franklin. But Marlo would make sense. If we don't do Marlo, 
I just can't see. I don't want anyone to come back. I don't want Phaedra to come back. I think what she did to Candy was so gross. And it also was so contradictory to what the show is, is based upon, the foundation of you being an interesting person and documenting your life. You can't really bring a vicious lie into that that mix and it become the storyline of the season. And then you find out it was all a lie. Then why are you on a reality show? It just was so you know, disrespectful to the the beat, the heartbeat rather, and the soul of the show that she had to go. And I just don't see a place for her now because it's too fresh of a wound. We all know that Candy takes her time forgiving people. It took them escape sisters, you know, 20 years to get back on the stage. So I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Them girls was, them girls was struggling for a minute, you know? (laughs) Candy and Tiny was, they've been thriving and flourishing, but the mother two, they was back there. For a minute until Candy forgave them for what they did. Another lie. You know what I mean? So I don't want Phaedra back. Outside of Marlo becoming a peach holder, which means an official full-time cast member, um, and some new friends, I kind of think we all right with what we got. I do. Nene and Candy being on good terms is going to be great to watch. Give Marlo the peach. Make Shamia and Eva friends. Um, and bring Cynthia Bailey's sister, Mallory, onto the show as a full-time friend. Oh, yeah. Mallory's been involved in several of the very memorable moments on the show. And she, I remember the, um, what was it, the marriage license? Yeah, that yep, her and her mom didn't bring the marriage license to the wedding. I watched that episode. I don't know why, but I remember <laughs> that very clearly. I would love to see Mallory feature more on the show because Cynthia is a very sweet, sweet, sweet person and Mallory's a little meaner than Cynthia and that plays good on television. So I would like to see them explore that and then leave the rest of it as is. And I just wanted to put that out there because I really want people to give thought to this. I want the conversation to pick up so that Bravo will pay attention and do what I want them to do. So I feel like if more people talk about it and bring their great ideas to the forefront too, we can end up with a really dynamic season 11 because it really is that important to those of us that watch that. And that's it. That's all I got to say about it. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. And shout out to Cynthia Bailey for the beautiful package that she sent me of... Um, she sent me a cargo oh my backpack. God, you look so cute Thank in that you, picture. My love. First of all, your teeth. Can we talk Thank about you. your teeth in that picture? You know what my dream is. <laughs> your teeth look. I was like, these teeth are perfect. They look like veneers. Obviously, I wish you they don't were. have them, but they look like veneers. <laughs> Thank the you. highest compliment. I want me one of the burnt, burnt orange bags. Yeah, yes, that cargo. bag. She sent me that, some glasses, one of her candles, and a beautiful, beautiful note that she hand wrote. So um, good. It was it's a it great was nice. shot. So, yeah. So, but that's what I want for the show. Mm-hmm. I really hope people pay attention, and I really hope we have enough people back. We have Nene back, her and Candy are on good terms, and that was great to see. Um, I think we have enough here to really keep things moving with a few small additions that are familiar. I don't think we need anybody new to figure out. Let's get back involved in the lives of the women that are on cast now like we used to back in season four. I want season four vibes for season 11. So that's all I have to say about the television. Sweet. Oh, and people were tweeting saying, please tell Dustin to talk about Pose. Oh, I'm going to talk about Pose, but we're going to do a deep dive next week. Yeah. So give it until next week. People were like, please tell. I'm like, okay, I promise. I also (laughs) wanted to wait until episode two because one of the main characters comes in. Oh, that's right. So I want to talk about his contribution for sure when I discuss the show. So we're going to talk about Pose. We'll get there. (laughs) <laughs> Just not now. We'll get there. We're not there yet. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Dunzo, baby. Now let's jump into asking for a friend. 
As per usual, don't forget to email us at thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. The subject of this email is the importance of sex in a relationship. <laughs> hey, friends. Me and my boyfriend have been together for 10 years. He is 26 and I am 24. I've only ever had sex with him. I want you to I want to know you all's opinion on how often you think couples should have sex or better yet, should I have sex with him just because he wants it? So my boyfriend gets mad at me when I tell him no when he asks for sex. I'm not shy in the bedroom and anything he asks me to do or try, I do. However, sometimes I'm just not in the mood or not thinking about sex and I just want to chill. If I miss even two days without having sex, he decides to be mean to me or pay me no attention. Oh, good Lord. Honestly, our relationship has always been this way. Two completely different sex drives. It makes me not want to have sex at all because he assumes that him acting that way will make me want to have sex with him. It's a huge turnoff. He has this idea that even if I'm not in the mood, I'm obligated to have sex with him because I am his girlfriend. I'm, I love him, but sometimes I just be completely out of it. I often, sorry, it's too often that I hear people say, what you won't do, someone else will. Oh, gosh. So with that said, (laughs) am I obligated to have sex with him whenever he feels like it, even if I don't feel like it? No. (laughs) The end. Pretty much. (laughs) I mean... Yeah, I, I was going to say, I know that you're probably sitting there wondering if it's okay because y'all have two different sex drives, and that's probably the only issue, but I don't know. I feel like there's something else there. Like, I don't want to say he's cheating on you or anything, or he will want to start cheating on you, but I think that there is going to be future issues if y'all don't come to some sort of understanding. Come to some sort of understanding. <laughs> right. Oh, gosh. Dustin. I mean, really? Because if she don't want to do it, and then she don't he do it. and he oh wants to do it. He's gonna want to get it done somewhere. He's not gonna just say, "All right, well, let me just up my masturbation game until she want until you want to have sex." Like, I'm not saying that you should maybe consider and have an open relationship. Not anything <sighs> like that. I'm not saying you should bring a third around. Nothing crazy, but you do not have to have sex with him if you don't feel like it. But you also need to understand that it does not mean that. He is going to just be like, oh, fine. Like, he's going to either, you're either going to talk to him about this and y'all going to figure this out together, or you're just going to say no and he's going to, you know, do whatever he feels like doing. And I'm going to just say that. (laughs) I mean, yeah, you have to respect. The the same way you want your libido respected, you have to respect his as well. Right. I don't think, you know, he shouldn't tell you you have to and you shouldn't tell him he can't. Right. It just seems like a misalignment. I've been there before, so I understand that. Um, I my question to you is: Is that how you feel about him? See, and that <laughs> or might do be you it. just not have a similar libido? Because sometimes, when and obviously I'm projecting, you know, when you've been through so much with someone, you're like, I don't even want to sleep with you. I mean, friend, it's the only person she slept with. She sleep with. So, well, has right. slept with ever. So, I mean, granted, people have different is. bodies. Right. But and if you're not attracted to him, I mean, I don't know. Some people don't like having a lot of sex I just every think, day. Like, right, that's, that's not fine. everybody's thing. Yeah. I know. And, 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 and I don't think that's the issue because she don't mind, you know, doing whatever he want when he wanted. So, for me, I just feel like maybe you really ain't that interested. And I want to tell the girl, like, just break up with that. No, you but really it's things that she real. could consider and, and kind of sit right. and be like, right. hmm. Because <laughs> think about it. 
have you been in relationships where there's someone you having sex like all the time, and then there's another relationship where you're like, I'm cool once a week. <laughs> different people bring out different things in you. Some people make you feel that way. Some people don't. And it's not even always a thing of like something's wrong. Right. It's chemistry is a very real thing. And Absolutely. some people do not make you want to sleep with them every week. Especially when I say make you, I don't mean like physically make you. I mean like like, right. like scientifically. Right. They don't turn you on. Yeah. Like chemically, often. it's not a thing where you're like, as soon as they walk in the door, y'all are like on the floor. Some people have that thing. And then other people. <laughs> <laughs> not, then other people. <laughs> it's the thing of like, you want to have sex? Okay, cool. And and then you have sex. Because <laughs> it's like, let's have sex. <laughs> you know oh. what I mean, right? See, that, that kind of that made me feel I do, but that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh, Fred. That's what you've been that in was a relationship funny. too long. I, I mean, fuck it. Yeah. I mean, fuck it, literally. Um. <laughs> You know, I think that What's I think today? That, Wednesday, let's fuck. I mean <laughs> my days is usually like watch. <laughs> Not my days. <laughs> Cause I y'all don't have horny days where you be like, yeah. I don't know what it is. That's like, what I'm saying. This time of the week for me is all I know people have time of the month, but like <laughs> I have a, a horny time of the week. <laughs> like it's my time of the week <laughs> on certain days. And I'll share those with y'all later. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, the other anyway. Point is, sex oh, is a great thing. I joke about it a lot on this show because it's funny and right. it, people get shy when you talk about it, so it's funny. But sex is great and it's one of the best parts of being in a committed relationship with somebody. And I think that it should also be naturally aspirated and naturally motivated. If you don't want to fuck, don't fuck. If oh, you no, want to have all. sex, have sex. It needs to be natural and organic, and you're not going to be on the same rhythm as your partner. Sometimes they may want it and you don't. Sometimes they you may want it and they don't. But it's just somewhere you literally meet in the middle as partners. Wow, you know, As partners <laughs> and just kind of make it work, you know? Right. I think that if it's becoming an extreme disinterest or lack of sexual interest, there's a difference between not having sex and not wanting to have sex with the person. Mm -hmm. If you guys just aren't having sex, it could be a lot of things. Time, your schedules, you know what I'm saying? You could work opposite shifts. It could just happen like that. Mm -hmm. But if you just, like you were saying, friend, there are varying levels of like attraction or chemistry between people. But if you just don't want to fuck your, your boyfriend of 10 years, maybe... Maybe you're bored. Maybe it's maybe Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's made believe, nigga. Maybe you need to get up off this relationship. One, two, three, get up you know, off them One, two, three, literally get up off them dicks. Shout out to Cookie <laughs> Tookie. But, like, if you, I mean, you got to. If it's not. It's a form of communication. Non-verbal. Oh, here we go. You Ooh. saw his face mm -hmm. shift. <laughs> you went right into it. <sighs> <laughs> the quiet storm over yeah, here. Yeah, baby. Things <laughs> I can only show storm. you. I can show you better than I can tell you, baby. Doom, doom, doom. <laughs> I can show you, baby. Doom, Barry doom, White. Doom. I am just, this episode today has had me down. Okay. No, but it's a form of communication. You can, oh, you can tell, like, if I'm annoyed, if I'm happy, if I'm sad, by my yeah. level of affection. I'm the easiest person to read. If I don't even want to touch you, 
if you like are on me and I'm just kind of like stiff arming you, it's a form of communication. It's letting you know my mental space with you, my mental bandwidth. It's a way to read people. Granted, people have different love languages, but that's mine. And I think maybe you should consider maybe you just not turned on, you know? One time I knew somebody who I was dating, going on dates with and stuff, and we were sexually active. Fuck it, we grown. <laughs> and so we were kicking it. And mm-hmm. so no matter what, like even if we were like angry with each other, like it just never changed. We could be like yeah, not some talking. People, it's just like like that, not though. talking for real, like for days. And at night, late at night, you know, you feel a little, you feel a little nudge. You be like, okay. shit, you go on and get it in and shit and turn right the fuck back over. <laughs> like, no. Literally. And stop it talking. It just never stop, no matter what the state but of. That's, <laughs> but that's what's so amazing about being in a relationship. It's just different. There's certain people that just have you crazy. Like, crazy. And then you, other people, you're like, that's so wild because I do not feel away with you at, at all feel away feel away <laughs> but you know what we also not to make you feel like anything's wrong because no. another thing could also be that some people just don't like to fuck a lot that's true too there's some people that that's just not their constitution they don't think about it. it's not their constitution they're just not wired that way and I know people like that too they're usually the best ones too if you really want them to be the, to know the truth about it really <laughs> once why? you get them to oh, baby, oh yeah <laughs> at least the beast you hear me <laughs> those are the ones you want to go after the ones who really ain't marinated you know, like whatever they, they blow their please mind blow their mind <laughs> like I'm telling you this is amazing those are the ones to go Woo! well I hope we helped <laughs> okay I hope y'all fuck that's what I hope <laughs> She, she ain't trying to fuck. She might oh, yeah. listen to this and get hot. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, I hope y'all... Uh, I'm just going to keep it to myself because <laughs> it's not positive. Well, hopefully something in, in that made sense. And we already did um, the black business. So, sure did. We had a oh, twofer. Yeah. Right? A twofer. So, that's it. That's it for this week's episode. Before we get out of here, do any of you have any church announcements? LA, can't wait to see you this weekend, June 16th. Come out to friendzonelive.com for tickets. <laughs> bring me weed. Well, I'll probably already have my own weed. You but you can bring me some it. more. Right? No edibles. Dustin? I can't wait to see everyone in... Um, I can't wait to see everybody in LA either um, this coming this weekend coming up. Um, and I have some other stuff cooking that I can't talk about yet, but I'm really excited to announce. So it'll be... You'll see it within like the next probably... Couple weeks, probably like next week. I have something light, light, and grown man shit too. Grown man shit. You can catch me. You can catch, catch me, me, D. But uh, <laughs> yeah, grown man shit. Cashlesslife.com every Wednesday. Please engage with them on Twitter and Instagram at the Cashless Life accounts and let them know that you enjoy the show if you so do. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm really blessed and thankful to have that opportunity. I love being funny on this show. And it's a enjoyable it's project to it's work on. Perfect for so you. thank you so much for supporting it. What about you, friend? The doors of the church are open. <laughs> well, I told you I'm laying low. Mm-hmm. These are my relaxing months, June and July. Um, but Essence Fest is coming up in a couple of weeks, which is really exciting. Are you guys going? We will all I'll be, be there. there. Yeah, it's gonna be so much fun. Crystal and I will be in the building. She'll be there for the read. Um, I'll be there for Lewis York as well. But Crystal and I will come together doing some HBO stuff, which you know what that means. 
as we get closer to the day, we'll be able to unleash a little bit more information. But yeah, Essence Fest is going to be fun. It is. It was so much fun last year. I can't wait to go back. New Orleans is one of my favorite places on earth. Right. It's I can taste the me. beignets already. Oh, oh God. Oh, and Cafe Conti, them crepes. Mm. Oh, my God. Oh, and going to the club and hearing them mm. bounce mixes. Oh, my God. I'm excited. Go ahead. LMA boot, LMA boot up. Boot up on bounce, and I'm going to yep. be booed up, too. <laughs> this is going to be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> on that note thank you guys for listening as always we love you so much so much so much so so much we'll see you guys next stay time stay black and protect your magic bye Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups that's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier plus members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.